You feel that? You feel that? The levels is good. The levels is good. The levels, the levels, the levels is good. Let's get it popping. Okay, okay, okay. Big man. You want to hear some hot dicks? Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Hell, digame. Get me on one, man. I got these three drunk uncles with a sports podcast. They say they got fire takes, pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe, yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man, do the Podbean app. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts, so... If anything happens to sports bar, Mighty's gonna drop a tape faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. My word, my balls, and this podcast. And I don't break them for nobody. My T Sports Season 7 And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I knew I forgot one. It is another Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. I am your host once again, the one and only Talent Omar Taylor. Yo, it is <clears throat> October 25th. I swear how as earlier today was like 97 degrees already. It was hot as fuck today. Alright, I don't even know what the lows were. I can just tell you what the highs felt like. And that was early as shit in the morning, right? But boy, we got a big show, right? We just came off for of the weekend. We got the NFL that just popped, that just popped off. It's week seven. We got Monday Night Football going on in a couple minutes. I don't know if I'm going to have that on or if I'm going to keep this Brooklyn game on or throw on this Charlotte game or throw on whatever kind of basketball is out there. Because if you guys don't know, you guys don't know, you better holler at your boy. You know, you know how much I love me some motherfucking basketball. You see it. You see it, don't act like I'm tripping. Right there for you, right there for you. Playoffs, Knicks, baby. You know what I'm saying. But before we get even, before we even get close to the New York Knicks making the playoffs, let's get into a couple of things that's been happening recently. We got the G League draft to get into, right? We got Curry's hot night, right? We got the Knicks horrific loss. We got the Lakers, they got beef with it themselves. They beef with everybody. We got Melo leveling up. We got Harder declining his option. We got Smoking Joe Burrow lighting up the joint. We got Gerald Green's art. We gonna talk about that shit. We got Bluetooth. We got birthdays. We may have my two co-hosts. We'll see what happens. I got staples already in the building. We have all that and more for you today. But you guys already know how we do this here. How we do that there. Regardless of the top. And regardless of the weather, you play to win the game. Hello? 
it's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's stir this motherfucker up. Where's my drink? I don't got a drink today. Let's just stir this shit up anyway. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Man, it was a, it, it's, it's always a beauty to see you guys again. We I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. I know I enjoy I I don't want to I can't really say I, I fully enjoyed my weekend. Actually, I can't say that at all. I can't say that at all. There were a couple of things that happened. Um, that end up happening um, over, since the last time that we spoke that really didn't go quite how we expected it to go when we first spoke. So nah, I'm not I'm not completely happy, B. I'm not I'm not complete. I didn't I I have the best of weekends. It could have it could have gone a little better. It could have gone better. I could have been somebody. I could have been a contender. But we'll go ahead and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all that shit, but you know how we like to start off the podcast with. Let's go ahead and start off the podcast with our birthday shoutouts and get those out of the way. Hey, yo, DJ Mighty, play that birthday beat for me. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. I think this is ready. Yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it. Check it. Yeah. <clears throat> Because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it. I keep telling October's kind of slow, but you know what? You know what though? October could be as slow as it wants because I can take the slowness for the amount of important people that have a birthday in October for me, right? So I'll take the slowness. Basically, I'll take the, I'll take. The quantity over the quality for this month, right? Let's go ahead and get some of these birthdays out of the way. We got some special birthdays hopping out here, right? I want to say happy birthday to J- to Dr. Javay Harris, right? As you got, um, you guys, oh man, I haven't spoken to Javay in fact. Actually, I just spoke to Javay. What am I saying? I'm lying over here. I'm lying. I just spoke to Jade Avalix. I had to, I had to make sure I actually wished her a happy birthday. Javay happens to be happens to be a good a good friend, um, the daughter of a good friend of mine. Basically, I'm like I'm like her uncle, you know what I mean, in that in that kind of sense. So super duper proud of her. Like she's been traveling, like she's been going all over the country, doing what the fuck that she does, you know what I mean? Getting her business in, getting her doctors in, and making sure that she continues to to leave her little staple on stamp on the world. You know, it's funny because as I'm to, as I'm wishing happy birthday to Javay, and I happen to be watching the first quarter of that Golden State versus Clippers game. For those that are that are that are OGs of the podcast. Now you may start recognizing the name Dr. Javay Harris. You know what I mean. You know, my niece happened to be tied into a very prominent NBA star from the moment he was on his original team. So I want to say happy birthday to Dr. Javay Harris, right? Also want to say happy birthday to my homeboy Darnell Nattel, right? I gotta say happy birthday to, to one of my that's one of my brothers, one of my aces, one of my ace, like like one of one of my one of my top dog dollar shops, you know what I mean? Like all day long, one of my brothers, me on mono, for real, for real, right? Met met, met I met met the brethren when I came out the army, and almost is like day one, no stress, instant friendship. Like that's how guys work, right? That's how guys work. Where we 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 for the 
most part, we do shit very, 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 very simply. As I just came back in into this Boston and Charlotte game, this score is 68 to 66. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to see this game and see how things was working. I wanted to see how LaMelo Ball is balling, to be honest with you. I know Jason Tatum, he's out here going off. I think he has like 25 or 29 points going on in the first half already. We'll keep an eye on this game and then we'll go ahead and we'll keep switching it up. Right? Also, today I want to say happy birthday to my battle buddy, Claudia. Right? Battle buddy Claudia also happened to have the birthday, right? Met Claudia in North Carolina, got reunited with her in Indiana. It was because of her on how I met Javay and Javay's mother. They were next door neighbors or they lived across the street from each other. How crazy is that? And now, and now we're as tight as Titus family. But talking about somebody that's also really tired as family. I want to say happy birthday to Monica Mejia. Right, Monica Mejia, like, yo, that's sis. You hear me talk about, about, about Brew Crew Lou. Lou, what to do, my boy, my boy, my brother, my brother, Louis Mejia. But it's a sis. All day long. Yo, we've been fucking with each other since we were 12. Non-stop. Vibe is strong. Vibe is real. Like, like, no, like, no lies and all ties. We don't have to, we don't have to worry about the bullshit. We want to say happy birthday. They, all, all four of them had a birthday on the 22nd. Alright, no birthdays on the 21st. And we and I had to go all the way back to the 22nd because we didn't have a podcast on Friday the 22nd. So we going all the way back to Thursday, but I ain't have nothing for Thursday. We got these for, for the 22nd. We got nothing for the 23rd, but we got a couple for yesterday, folks. We got nothing for today. But yesterday, I want to say happy birthday to Kaylin um, Dara. Kaylin Dara happens to be the sister of, 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 of one of my exes. You know what I mean? So when I say happy birthday to you, yeah, she always likes to hit me up very randomly <laughs> and try to figure out when me and her sister is getting back together. Like I'm, I'm currently very happily in a relationship right now, and I'm not going anywhere because I fear for my life, okay? <laughs> Listen, I am perfectly happy where I'm at, and nothing needs to change, all right? Alrighty, now that we got that out of the way, also, 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 damn, man, you ain't, you ain't make, you ain't make the cut for the music. No, 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 you got to run that shit back, run that shit back, run that shit back, run that shit back, run that shit back. There we go. I got the fake working over here. That's how, that's how you know when you running out of weed. Well, I'm like, yo, you know what? Whatever weed I can scrape up now, dump it in the vape, dump it in the vape, dump it in the vape. Check it, check it. One more birthday, one more birthday. I didn't say happy birthday to my to my homeboy Matthew Rupp. Matthew Rupp, I remember at one point in time he was a school teacher, so I, I do remember that about him. I think he's a school teacher for a private school. I have no clue what school which school he was teaching for, but I do remember him being a school teacher at one point in time. That's something around that nature. And to meet a Matthew Rupp, I'm th through homeboy Lewis as well too. One of one of the many friends and one of the many individuals that um that, that end up passing through our circle. So I want to say happy birthday to all of us, to Javay, to Darnell. To Monica and to Claudia and to Kayleen and to Matt. To all of you, I wish you all a happy birthday. I hope you party hard. Hope you enjoy everything. Hope you regret nothing. And we hope you continue to stay my team. Check it, check it. Yeah, check it, check it. Okay, DJ Mighty, go ahead and now officially cut that beat. No, whoa, wait, before we do that, for guys, just doing the podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and add, and uh, to like and subscribe to everything that, like, share, and subscribe to everything that we have. You can find us on, on the many platforms. If you're currently listening, right, then if you, I, in, in every single bio, there should be a link to my Linktree account, and what my Linktree account does 
it gives you a link to everything that I have from my website to the YouTube page to the Twitch page to the to even the mic even to the Podbean where you can call into the where you can call into the podcast. That's I so the link tree takes you everywhere. It connects you to everything my tea. It is the link tree that's gonna give you the source to everything my tea. All you gotta do is go to Linktree backslash Mighty Sports Podcast, and it'll pull it up. But like I said, that link is in the bio everywhere. And uh, trust me when I tell you, the Mighty Sports Podcast is everywhere that uses the podcast at. But easy, easiest way, right? Easiest way, just tell your small speaker. Hey, yo, small speaker, play this latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast. You gotta spell it out for the small speaker. It ain't gonna recognize Mighty. But tell it MYT Sports Podcast and it'll go ahead and play. If you want to watch these videos, say you want to watch the latest video of the MYT Sports Podcast. Bada bing, bada boom. Mighty Sports Podcast is going to be in your room. How you doing? There we go. Now, DJ Mighty, you may officially cut that beat. But you know we ain't going too far with it. I'm going to need your services pretty soon. Because we're going to get into our first topic today. And man, am I so happy that this finally gets to come back in full capacity? I am so, I am elated. I am full of joy. Man, I I am happy. I am jolly. I am gay. Like, Like that, the fact that I can start off the podcast once again. With yes, <laughs> you know we got that next talk, that next talk. You know we stay with that next talk, that next talk. Holla at your boy, yo! New York was going crazy, b. When I say crazy, New York was going absolute crazy after these last couple of victories. And let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you something. They weren't the only ones going a little bit crazy, right? I must admit, I must admit, I was catching the vibe myself. I was catching the vibe myself. The New York Knicks, they, they went into a double overtime for game one to beat Boston. Right? Fuck them bean pots. Like, I'm, man, I'm telling you what I'm about to, what I'm about to tell you. That, though... <laughs> That after the after the W in Boston, then the Knicks came out and they played Orlando in Orlando, and they completely decimated them. When I say decimated them, I mean they completely put them through the ringer, blew them out by like 22 points, and that that folks had the fucking New York New York crowd, the New York faithfuls had NYU going crazy. Hold on, whoa, 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 we ain't ready yet, we ain't ready yet, folks. They had the students of NYU going straight bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, and I can't blame them, B. I can't blame them for shit. Actually, you know what? Let's try to get this up here for you guys, right? Because I just don't want to, I just don't want to show you guys, right? I mean, (laughs) I don't, I just don't want to, like, tell you guys, I have you guys hear it. But I want to as well show you guys if I can. Let's see if I can find this motherfucker. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, folks. Oh yeah, we take we we, we taking over, folks. I want you to go ahead and feast your eyes on the screen as we <laughs> show you what I'm talking about here. And for those out that can't watch it, that isn't watching any of the videos, then I want you to guys to just go ahead and listen. 
the New York faithfuls were going crazy. They were going bananas, folks. Uh, and I'm telling you, I, 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 can't, I can't give it enough justice. But what I can say is that the way that they're acting fully, fully, fully embodies my inner Nick. Let's go ahead and get that shit up here. Double fucking overtime! What the fuck, baby? New York is fucking back! Knicks are here, baby! The Knicks are fucking here, baby! Fresh out the garden, baby! We're taking it all the way! We have De Blasio, we have Cuomo, it was rough shit! But we have the Knicks! Top New York! Knicks run New York City! <laughs> Bing bong! Tell me little so, KD! Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? Let's go, Knicks! Yo, that's the, that's the New York crowd, B. That's the fucking New York crowd for you right now as it currently stands. Right? And that's before. I'm sorry. Like, I misspoke a little. That's before. That's before they dismantled Orlando. That's before they took him through the ringer. That's before they had they, they had him shitting themselves. What a game. What a game. What a performance. But I, it didn't last long. That 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 that, that euphoric feeling, and I'm telling you, I was on cloud nine for like two days. Like even my girl noticed. Like she was like, "Oh my god!" Like the Knicks need to win more often. You have been in such a great mood, and if you know what I mean, <laughs> like I was in a really really good mood. And I'm like, "Listen here, baby. If the Knicks are winning, then I'm a happy." That, and that's all that matters. Like I, this, this, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really emotionally invested into the Jets. I'm not trying to let them ruin my day. I'm not emotionally invested in, in, into the Giants right now. I'm not trying to let them ruin my day. Baseball season is over. Like, like, they, 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 nobody's even playing right now. To be honest with you, I don't even like, like that shit is officially over. I think they already crowned the champions. I think it was the Yankees or some shit. Right. But the Knicks, though, the Knicks, this, I mean, fight right now as it currently stands. And, and I've been like this for a while. I am fully vested into the Knicks. And they, as the time goes on, they will be responsible for my moods. I'm sorry, baby. I don't mean to do it, but it's just how the, how these things work out. Like, I, I said, I, I can't help it. Like, I, I'm just part of the system. And I, and I can't hope that I'm a Knicks fan anymore. Like, I, I really, I really can't. Like, that, 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 shit, that, that shit is contagious. But the New York Knicks had a great game. Great, great, great game, too. Everything that, everything that they wanted to do, they were able to, they were able to get their way. Um, one of the biggest factors that came into that game was that was, was their three-point shooting. They, they were, I think they ended up taking somewhere close to, like, 53-pointers in that game. And they hit a high percentage of that. Now... A decently coached team, a well-coached team, a team that has some kind of pride, won't let you do that twice in a row, and that's kind of what happened. We had a home and away against against Orlando Magic, where we played them once, and we played them in Orlando, and it was going to turn right around and play them in New York. 
and that game in New York didn't turn out the, the way the first one did. The Orlando Magic end up realizing that they, that not only did they they come up with a lot more intensity because they did not want to be embarrassed twice, right? And they wanted to, and they definitely wanted to save face. But like, look at this little Knicks brace that my niece, my niece made me, right? That shit's dope, right? She's selling them shits. Holla at your boy, I get you one. What's going on, SB? Welcome to the podcast. Listen, sports advice for my Maple Leaf fans to a Knicks fan. Yo, I'm to, you know I'm talking. I'm talking Knicks right now. I'm talking Knicks right now. What's going on, SB? Welcome to the Mighty Sports Podcast. How you doing today, B? How was your weekend? My weekend was all right. Uh, tough, tough night to be a Leaf fan. Tough weekend to be a Leaf fan. Mm. You got some hockey news for us? You got some? You got some hockey updates? What's going on with your Leafs? Uh, we played Pittsburgh Saturday night, national television across Canada. Pittsburgh was missing five of probably their top seven or eight players, like their entire top power play was out due to injuries and COVID restrictions and just different things. We lost seven to one. I'll say that again, seven to one. That's that's a blowout. <laughs> We're in Carolina tonight to play the Hurricanes. And you would expect a team that just got embarrassed on national television in Canada to come up with maybe a little bit of spark, a little bit of jump, a little bit of uh, the doubt is wrong, a little bit of anger. Maybe come out, hit somebody, fight somebody, punch somebody in the mouth, and just no fight at all. The shots are 19 to 8. We're about halfway through the game. We're up down 2 to 1. This team, this team is. Uh, Getting to the point of apathy for me, and I don't care anymore. And Whoa. I feel like as a Knicks fan, you might you might be the best guy to ask. Like, how, how did you? Was there a time you just didn't care anymore, and then just had to not let it affect your life? When it came to the Knicks, no. <laughs> I was ah. see, and okay, and the funny thing, because I was just kind of talking about that. I just kind of alluded to it very loosely. When it came to the Knicks, no, I, I couldn't not let it affect me because even when I told, even when I knew the Knicks were having bad years, and I told myself that you know what, because I watch, I watch it all. Like there's some Knicks fans, but they, they see, like there's some Knicks fans that they they couldn't watch during the ten years the Knicks were bad. However long, they only could watch maybe one quarter, and then as soon as they saw that it got away from them, they stopped watching. They turned something else on. Not me. I suffered through all. 48 minutes I seen the Knicks I seen the Knicks play like they had bipolar disease where the the team that came in the first quarter was not the team in the second quarter and that team wasn't even the same one in the third quarter and definitely wasn't the same team in the fourth quarter it was four different personalities and it rubbed off on me and it gave me four different personalities I, I, I feel like I'm the, I feel like I'm the seven dwarfs right now I got happy sleepy grumpy snorty busy all of that shit in me because of the Knicks and as much after, as I after the, after the first quarter you call your brother telling you love him and that's <laughs> yeah exactly you, you, you're raging on Twitter talking about yeah you, you you feel like a, you feel like an alcoholic going through the, like like somebody that's drunk that night going through, like I'm happy one minute next thing you know I'm sad all of a sudden I'm raging next thing you know I'm tired uh, oh at the end of it regardless of what happens I'm throwing up <laughs> that was my Knicks experience <laughs> I wasn't even talking about drinking anymore <laughs> I went from happy to angry to grumpy to sleep. Sleepy to queasy. Exactly. Exactly. 
and so regardless of how I told myself it, I, I wouldn't let me let it affect me as a Knicks fan. I couldn't stop it. After every game when they were when they were horrible, like, I, I I I was in a horrible mode. Even even and remember these were the years when Knicks were winning like 17 games, 22 games. Like it was rough. It was rough, and I, it still affected me. I had to find other things to to. To, to be able to to um to get me through it, I ain't gonna lie. This podcast was very therapeutic <laughs> during those times. It really helped me get through those summer because I had somewhere Warriors are gonna take out the NBA this year. Been saying it all year. Okay, Peter Smith. I'm, I'm mad Peter Smith left so soon. I would have liked him to call up. Could a Blue Chew Get In hotline is officially open to everybody that would like to call into the podcast. So if you guys are listening, yeah, we got to wait for us for you guys to call. And that's how SB just hopped in here. He just hopped on the Blue Chew hotline. Next thing you know, he got up like, like he got up instantly. So I'm a Raptors fan as much as I'm a Leaf fan. But last year, we knew the Raptors were going to be bad if they were. This year, I'm expecting the Raptors to be bad. But there's hope for the future, and we just want to chip. So it's like, okay, I can take a couple of years. So let me uh, ask you this, SB. Because as I'm going through all of the scenarios for a particular player, I'm running through the teams, I'm running through the teams, I'm running through the money, I'm running through the teams. And I came to a specific, I came to a certain team. And I was like, you know what? I think this player may actually fit in with this team. May, but at least money-wise, I knew it fit, right? So, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was looking at it, I'm saying to myself, okay, what if, what, and I'm asking you because right now, you are my resident, you are the advocate for all things Raptors right now. <laughs> right? Always will be, always happen. Would you take Ben Simmons for Pascal Siakam? Straight up, one for one. For the for the most part, because the money matches. Now I'm pretty sure there's gonna be other pieces that are gonna be played into some other ancillary pieces that's gonna be played into it. But money wise, they match and. To be honest with you, if I was Philly, I know I want more, but that may be the one of the best one for ones you can probably get. I'll tell you, if there's no draft capital involved and there's no Scotty Barnes involved, I would do that deal. Would you take it for draft swaps? No. No. So nothing that involved drafts, whether they're whether they're whether they're swaps or you're giving up picks. If I'm doing that, it's one for one. Okay, okay. Because I, I'm here, and I, I'm a Raptors fan through and through. But the Siakam Max contract seemed to me as a Raptors fan, even at the time, as an overreaction to Kawhi leaving. It was like we need to appease the fan base. We're gonna show them, hey, Kawhi left, but we got Pascal, and I think Pascal is a great player, but I don't think Pascal is a, a Max contract build your franchise around player. Okay, so you just brought his value down. So you're going to have to give up more pieces now. You did that. My advocate for all nah, things Raptors, like, you brought, what's, what's, you what's just brought you down his own, damn it, as, <laughs> What is Ben Simmons trade by you right now? Who's getting something better than that for, for Ben Simmons? I, uh, <laughs> you just told me that, you know what? 
we're gonna have to add like another player and maybe like another piece in there. And granted, that means that also that means that Philly's gonna have to give up another player, which means that, so you're gonna have to swap a couple more players and maybe a pick somewhere to to appease to something. But I didn't realize <laughs> this was the Daryl Morey Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now forget what it may cost. Would you want Ben Simmons on your team? Yes. Okay. I will want Ben Simmons on my team specifically because we have a fantastic organization that's known for bringing the best out of our players. And I think the Raptors could fix Ben Simmons more so than the Sacramento Kings could. Facts. No, no, I, I like I like what you're saying there. I, I, I like, I, and I like what you're saying only because, like I said, I, I was... I was running through this scenario, and in my head, I was just like, you know what? The money, ma- and it's weird that the money matches, but as you said, that was the overreaction to um, um, to, to Kawhi Leonard. I'm like, if the money matches for what Philly says that they want, because tell me tell me, this doesn't sound like Pas- um, Pascal Siakam. They're looking at a lot of teams, right? Sacramentos and a bunch of teams with young players or whatever, but young players normally want... Young, like some of the young teams that they, they want, they don't want to give up their young players or they want other young players or draft capital back or something back. This isn't going to work. Like, this isn't the case when it comes to when it, when it, when it comes to Philly. They want a player that they can win with right now and no young team that is out there is trying to give up any good pieces like that. You know, so, or, or really give up. And even the capital that they normally would give up for Philly, it's not enough because... Philly wants a, a right now contributor to Philly, somebody that that can play alongside that that could, that could, that can play alongside um Joel Embiid, that that can play alongside. What's going on, Mark? I got one of my co-hosts popped in. I'm gonna go ahead and mute you. I can hear your Spanish music going on in the background. I'm good. <laughs> trying to get us canceled over here. That's the only way to get. Listen, we've been pretty Teflon, but the easy way to get us canceled is to have some unauthorized audio in the back. <laughs> I don't know if Embiid and Siakam could share the floor together though. Like they don't, I don't, I don't know how that would work. But well, I, if, if I'm he, not Doc Rivers, so I don't have to figure that. Yeah, out. I mean the way I figure, if he can share a floor with Ben Simmons, then he can definitely share a floor with, with Pascal Siakam. Because Pascal Siakam, because Pascal Siakam doesn't take up necessary, doesn't have to take up the same space that 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 Joel Embiid does. He could actually go all the way out to the three and leave Joel Embiid with all that space. But then also when he gets his own mismatch, he could work down post and also let Joel Embiid go um, work outside and kick the ball out to him. Like, because he's a pretty versatile player. For what I heard that the 76ers want, they want somebody to help them win right now. They don't want somebody that, they, they, that they're trying to develop. They're not trying to get somebody that that's, that's a prospect. They're not trying to get somebody young that they don't know about. They want a contributor right now, plug in, play, Lights on. And yeah, I think you're that, right, but also it is a it is a guard dominant league right now. Like I don't know how two bigs on the floor, like well, teams haven't have had success lately yeah. with two bigs. I mean, they're gonna have to do something. I mean, because I mean, you put him at the four, you get the uh, um, you you get Tobias Harris down at the three a little bit more now, and then you you keep Maxiel in there, and and then you figure out your two guard, and that's I guess it depends it depends who Maxi is. I guess you're right. Yeah, because Maxie's going to end up playing the one. And shout out to my co-host, KJ, because KJ really liked Maxie last year. It's just that Maxie was just playing on too good of a team for us to for us to qualify him for one of the rookies to watch. But we definitely kept a watchful eye on him. And he was somebody that, yeah, he, 
he also helped make Ben Simmons expendable this year. But I'm glad you was able to answer that question about Toronto for me because, like I said, I really, I was really curious. I wanted to hear from, I wanted to hear somebody that was that was a Raptors fan of how they how they yeah, felt yeah. Of, how they felt yeah. about Ben Simmons and also how they feel about a possible trade for Ben Simmons. And you you was able to answer both. What's going on, Mark? Say what's up to the people. What up? What up? Yay! Yeah, yay! Yeah. Yo, I thought I was I am, 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 I got off the the fucking podcast, right? And mm-hmm. then I went back in, and I thought I hit, I thought I hit, you know, my T Sports. I'm gonna say something else, and I hit somebody. Hey, welcome, twenty one, Mark twenty one. I was like, oh, that's not, that's not talent. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like abort, abort. Like, hey, he was like, this? what? <laughs> He's like, you feel like you just got you. You you feel like you just got trapped in a room. You got trapped in a dark room with some dude you don't know. Like, what? What the fuck? Where that voice come from? Where am I at? No, I'm bilingual. There's a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no locked doors. No locked doors. I'm bilingual. There's a difference. Pineapple. Like pineapple. Pineapple. I don't know you, man. Hey, Mark Twenty. Can I tell you a funny story? Go ahead. The first time I didn't know Podbean could could have like a live show feature, I had no idea it was on here. I just used it to like listen to my podcast to listen to. Uh, there was one night I probably had a couple too many drinks. I went to bed. I must have hit some buttons on my phone as I was falling asleep. I woke up. I must have called into one of those African church podcasts that are on here. Oh God! <laughs> and there's I a bunch of them, and there's a bunch of them on there. Hello. Hello, Brandon. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Welcome, <laughs> Jesus. Hello, Brandon. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm alone in my house. I'm sleeping alone in my bed, and I wake up to welcome to the show, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. He's like, Jesus, is that you? <laughs> Black Jesus? Oh, God, that's funny. That is funny as shit. Black Jesus. Oh, boy. Black Jesus? <laughs> is that you? Wait, am I still alive? Like no, I was too young. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't drink that much. I, I didn't drink that much. It was, I, I really expected things to look differently, though. Why does this look like my room? Why does this look like my bedroom? Oh man, yeah, I could imagine like that. That like for half a second, especially with, with the kind of naps I take, where sometimes, like I take a nap, I'm not even sure I'm in the same day anymore. Like that shit would that shit would kind of freak me out. I'm like, I got in a black heaven? Sweet. <laughs> it's those hot takes. It's like, I'm in the wrong heaven. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes, I get seasoned so food. <laughs> I, 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 basically, that's, I that's, that's, get, that's, that's, that's getting invited to the ultimate cookout. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Whitney? Where's Whitney? Oh, oh I, I don't know. She may be in purgatory. Because, like, she's loved. But she did some evil shit. <laughs> she turned Bobby Yo, Brown KJ's out. There? What's that? Is KJ there? No, he ain't here. I don't know where KJ's at. He's MIA. 
So speaking of MIA, let's go. Let's go. Let's continue my Knicks talk. My Knicks talk. You know I gotta stay with my Knicks talk. My Knicks talk. Let me get them flame of flames back up. So after the New York Knicks took a decisive like victory in Game Two over Orlando Magic, Game Three they kind of sputtered. And I was really upset because I was really looking forward to the New York Knicks starting off 3-0 for the first time since like 1822. What's going on, cuz? I'm glad you got my notification. So, you know what? I'ma backtrack. If you if you can make it into the if you can make it into the Poppy room, baby, it's about room. But I have a I have a question for you too. I, I finally got my two Canadians here. <laughs> I got a, I got a question that I'm gonna ask you as well. That I just I just asked to one of your fellow um fellow Canadians. It's about a possible trade. Oh, I want to know. Canada. Easy, 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 <laughs> easy. Cut off. You can't get cut off for a national anthem. Anderson. Man. It's just like happy birthday, bro. Listen, it's, uh, what do you call as it? long as we're not playing like the Russian national anthem, anthem or the Chinese national, I, I don't think I'm gonna have to worry about being cut off. I think everybody else is. KJP okay. shows up at your door yeah. for that shit. I think everybody else is okay <laughs> with you playing your national anthem. <laughs> Those are the only two countries I'll be worried about. I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not trying to fuck with them right now. Stop it. Like them, China, Russia, and Saudi Arabia. I'm not trying to fuck with them. Like nah, like I, I don't know how they feel about other countries playing their shit. I, I wouldn't poke fun of that shit to save my life. I ain't trying to start another war. Right, so let me continue my next talk real quick and I'm gonna get back into that I'm gonna get back into that question. So the New York Knicks end up losing game three. And and they didn't lose it bad, but it was just a bad feeling. You see, like like this year, I I think this year probably more than any other year, I am really gonna feel these Knicks wins and losses because those other years I was trying to be numb. I wasn't trying. Like, I couldn't celebrate any real W's because no W's in the years. Like, you know, not, not, not excluding last year, but for the most, for, for the last couple of, for the last decade, for the majority of the last decade, you know, Knicks W's weren't really a stepping stone or a milestone towards anything. Now these dubs are actually towards something. They're towards a playoff run. They're towards, you know, seeing if we, we can get into the second round, get into a championship game, see if we can catch somebody slipping. Like. The New York Knicks, they they, they, they kind of fucked up in, in, in the Orlando game. And I blame Tibbs for that because at some point in time, he should have realized that the Orlando Magic adjusted to how you whooped their ass in that first game. They weren't allowing you to do the same exact thing. They, also, they actually went into a zone, to be honest with you. And the zone really fucked them up. So now when you're trying to attempt 53-pointers in the game, when you're not hitting at that high percentage anymore, things start to, things start to come back down to normal. The only person, like in that fourth quarter, everybody was fucking off. Everybody was fucking off in that goddamn fourth quarter. The only person, the only person that could hit a goddamn shot was when the rose grows in Brooklyn. Like goddamn, like like this motherfucker's on his last legs, literally, and he's the biggest baller that we got on the court when the clutch time. And oh my God, Terrence fucking Ross. Terrence Ross had twenty, had twenty-two points in the game. All twenty-two points in the fourth quarter. After I spent. All weekend, bigging up how if you if you had to pick a player over that 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 was guarding somebody over thirty shots in a game, right? At, that R.J. Barrett had the had had the highest had the, had the had the lowest percentage of eighteen percent that players were shooting, and he let Terrence Rawls cook him in the fourth. But you know he just got hot. Like, that's one of the things. Like when you're hot and you're hot, you just hot. Like like hot hot like that like Dame Fuego hot. Like how we about to talk about Stephen yeah, Curry? And, 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 what's that? Fun fact. The, uh, the Toronto Raptors all-time single game scoring record is shared by two players with 51, Vince Carter and Terrence Ross. Oh, really? 
but the all-time scoring in your in your arena was Kobe Bryant with that eighty-one, right? That was the Staples. Oh, that was the state. That wasn't. That was in LA. Oh, I always thought that. I always thought that happened in Toronto. I listened to that game on the radio in my bedroom because I was eleven years old at the time and I was I had at a bedtime, but I still watched all the Raptors games. My mom made me go to bed and I listened to it on the radio, like sneak sneak under the mat. Oh my god! Blanket. <laughs> Kobe's got seventy. Kobe's got seventy-five, and I'm like, holy shit! I wish I could sneak upstairs and watch this on TV right now, but I could. Man, I would have to wake my parents up and be like, "Yo, uh, uh, this history happened. Can I just please watch this? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 I would, I would have to beg. Like, they would have to beat me to go to sleep that night. <laughs> they, would, they would literally wait. But I, cut. like I said, to about a half time. I think Kobe had like 27 at half time. Kobe put all that work in, in the second. He did. He did. He did. Are you saying, cuz that he, that did happen in Toronto? I think my cousins. I think my cousins giving me different information. That was a staples, hundred percent. We'll see what he what he comes back and says in a second. So it was it was that disappointing loss that happened with the Knicks that that kind of threw my weekend. That started throwing my weekend in the sparks. I'm like, you're supposed to beat Orlando. Like I, I get it. Like and while I'm upset as I'm talking about it now, I'm putting myself through my own therapy and I'm realizing, you know what? I even a broken clock is is, is right twice a day kind of shit. But Orlando had to have. The biggest spark and the biggest run for them to be able to, and also the Knicks had to go on one of one of the ultimate droughts in that fourth quarter for them to lose. So hopefully this is one of the things that, that, that the New York Knicks can kind of learn from. Again, Tom Thibodeau, I, I feel like he's a lot to blame here because he never really adjusted his offensive game plan to 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 um to uh, uh um to counteract the zone that Orlando started playing. Because they went to that zone to counteract the New York Knicks taking all those threes. So now if they're doing that, then you gotta have to counteract as well. You got a lot of ball handling guys. You got Kimball Walker now for a reason. You got Evan Fournier now for a reason. Um, Ju- um, RJ Barrett is supposed to be better with um, um with his ball handling. You got Julius Randle. You got four people that's supposed to be able to get into the middle of that's supposed to be able to get into the middle of the zone and 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 and, and get to that little that little soft spot you know that that zones create to be able to get a, to be able to get an 18 footer. Or force them to keep collapsing until you're able to kick it out and get an open three. But the way that they were trying to score last night was was not the same. And the thing about it, when the Knicks don't look good, Julius Randle always looks like his former self. And I have to remind people, this is how Julius Randle is now, period. He still is a dribble, 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 spin move, pump fake, you know, pump fake shot kind of guy. It's just that he got better at making those shots fall. Dribble, 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 dribble. It's still dribble, 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 pump, fake, spin, move, pump, fake, spin, move, dribble. <laughs> and by now he's traveled. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's Pascal Siakam in a nutshell. <laughs> so, uh, no, okay, okay, wasn't LA, wasn't LA. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> so, hey, so I'm disappointed that you doubted a, a lifelong Raptors fan on that. Well, I was you because it wasn't a. I never that wasn't a key moment in my Raptors fandom. My. T- Another Raptors fan for half a second said otherwise. I, I had I had contradicted information from two Raptors fans. What was I supposed to do here? And one I've known my whole life. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's not that I didn't. Tru- it's I'm not that I didn't trust thing. you, SB. It's just that somebody that I trust more gave me information. <laughs> That's all that was. Give us. 
You ever see that commercial uh, with uh, Kobe and Jalen Rose? I think it was an ESPN commercial. Where they're sitting in the restaurant? Yeah. And he yes, but and he, and he um and he orders the eighty one and he orders the uh, the the martini with the eighty one olives. <laughs> yeah. How many olives? Two or three? It's like I'm thinking more like eighty one. Ooh, somebody just took a bad spill in this Boston and Charlotte game. Look like it's a Boston player, so I've officially stopped caring. Alright. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm horrible. I, I know I, I think it's their young center though. Is that Williams? You know what I don't remember if you could ask your if you could ask your friend, I don't remember. Was was Vince still on the team at that point? Cause I think he was gone. Was Vince was Vince Carter still on that team when Kobe dropped that eighty one? See, I feel like if Vince was, then we would hear Vince's name tied to it a little bit more. Instead of just Jalen. Yeah. Jaylen, I think Jalen was the best player on the team at that point. He had to have been. Because I know Jalen wasn't just guarding him the whole time to catch all that, to catch all of it. Like, so if Vince wasn't there, that, like, if Vince, like, for all these years, I've never heard Vince's name brought up. I'm going to, I'm going to assume he wasn't there. If he was there and he, and, and he managed to catch none of this smoke. Then he truly is a Raptors legend, <laughs> because Jalen, Jalen gets drugged through the mud, and he's and, and granted he's made light out of it, and he doesn't really care enough. You know, what I mean, like he's found a way to even monetize that shit. But not, not to hijack your podcast, but what did you think about Vince being left off that uh, 75, 75 list? I would have replaced Reggie Miller with for Vince Carter any day. Of the week. Nah, that's crazy talk. Well, I'm crazy. Reggie? <laughs> Reggie? I hate Reggie. Yeah, I, I, I will replace Vince Carter for Reggie Miller all day long. What about D12? I thought D12 was the biggest snub. Uh, Dwight Howard? Yeah. See, it's, it's going to be because of the rings. Dwight Howard may have a lot of rebounding accolades, and he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Um, he has a lot of defensive, like, like, all, like, like defensive players of the year, consecutive. I think four, four defensive players of the year. Did, 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 did Ben Wallace make it? No. Then Dwight Howard don't deserve to make it either. Dwight beat LeBron in the playoff series. Was that? He did. Dwight beat but so did Ben Simmons. I mean, not Ben Simmons. Uh, I mean, not Ben Simmons. Ben, 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 Ben Wallace. Ben, ben Wallace. <laughs> Sorry. Got Ben's on the brain. <laughs> right, There's a difference, though, with Dwight Howard. He's clearly the best player on the Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I, was, I was being facetious. I was, I was being a little facetious. <laughs> I know you were. Know. <laughs> All right, cuz. So, hey, cuz. So, if you could. If you could I'm going to ask you a question. Now. Wait, is, is he still there? Let me know if you're still there, cause I was about to. I, moment you let me that you, the moment you let me know that you're still there, I'm about to. I'm gonna ask you my question. But for right now, until he comes back, we're gonna move on and go around the league because for the, since the last time we spoke, oh my! Like thank God, basketball. I keep telling you, I'm a basketball fan first. I'm a basketball fan first, and then I love every other sport. Of I'm second. Basketball is number one. I am a basketball. Listen, if all I had to do was talk basketball, I would be the happiest person in the world. If I had basketball to talk about 24-7, 365, and that's all I had to do and worry about, listen, I could be a basketball person. Like, I can be a basketball expert, writer, beat writer. Like, 
I, I will I can consume I can consume more basketball than, than a fat kid likes cake. Like like I I love basketball. Now, have you guys heard you know you know about the you know about the player Gerald Green from back in the day. High flyer, light skin, can dunk his ass off. Turned himself to a, into a three and D guy towards the end of his career. Slam dunk champion. Yes, yes, that Gerald Green. Well, Gerald Green very recently got himself a very particular piece of artwork on his body. And what he got was a mural. Yes, a mural of him guarding Kobe. Now, I know how people feel about Kobe, but it's not him dunking on Kobe. And granted, okay, first let me start here. Let's get the good part out of the way. It's a dope-ass tattoo. We understand you paying respect and the homage to, um, to, to, to Kobe Bryant. Fully, like, f fully love that he would do something like that, you know, to, to pay respect to Kobe, right? Like, hey... If you're willing to put a tattoo of another man on your body that ate family, like, hey, more power to you, right? But it's a little bit more than that. It, like, I have to go back to the contents of the tattoo. This isn't a tattoo of him, like, shooting over Kobe. This isn't a tattoo of him stealing a ball from Kobe. This isn't a tattoo of him dunking on Kobe. This isn't a tattoo of him blocking Kobe. This is just a tattoo of him contesting a Kobe shot. At the rim though, but he's contested it. And that is what I'm like, you know what? Praises to you. Go but more than anything, go check out the tattoo. The tattoo is dope as fuck. Right? All the bullshit behind it or all is, is this a bad time to tell you I got a twenty four tattooed on my shoulder last year? No, it's not bad at all. Like you didn't get see, we're also fans. Right, we're fans, fans. Right, so I, I, I can, I can get some weird shit that happens from fans. But this, I, I, I so if I'm another basketball player and I have a moment to, right, and I want to honor Kobe in, but I also have a moment. I'm not. I, I still have a. I still feel like I'm gonna pick a moment where it's evil. Looks like it's equal. It's equal footing. Or I'm getting the better of Kobe. I don't want a tattoo of me of Kobe getting the better of me. Even though Kobe probably got the better of everybody. I need proof that I got the better of him at least one time. If I'm going to put a tattoo. I don't want to be like, hey, yeah, see, that nigga dunked on me. <laughs> well, we know that. Did you, the, is, did you say the tattoo is just him guarding Kobe? Yeah, it's him guarding Kobe. Or it's him challenging Kobe at the rim. Yeah. But uh, hold, hold, hear me out. If, if Kobe passes away and you get a tattoo of... Kobe, you dunking on Kobe. <laughs> like, people are like, come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I know he passed away, but I dunked on him. I got a proof on my back. Oh, shit. You know what? You know what? Now that you put it like that, you may, you, you may, <laughs> like, you don't want to disrespect you got the, the You got the date on the bottom corner and shit. February 23rd, 06. I dunked on this motherfucker. Rest in peace. Hey. Let's see. Let's see. Like, so, I'm going to try to pull this up. So, I, if I can get people to see it, if you're watching. And I'm going to try to get that up for you. Because 
it, it is something that should be seen. So let's try to get this. Uh, let's see if I can if I can get this into a full screen mode. Because not only do you have to see the tattoo, but you, but then I guess at some point in time you go so you also want to see what it's paying um, homage to because it's kind of difficult to tell. So to everybody watching, if you if you look at your screen, bam, there it goes. That's the tattoo. See, you can't really tell a lot from from that picture right there, right? There's not a lot that you can really tell. So let's go ahead and bring that back one time because this is the image that they're paying reference to is this moment of basically Kobe's going to the rim Gerald Green is challenging him it's an image from I think I guess it's from November 4th 2014 when he played with Phoenix I'm watching on IG I think it's just a bit behind Oh, oh it, well, it won't be on my IG. It won't be on my IG. It, won't, it definitely won't oh, be on my... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It won't be on my... It, I, I'm just looking at you wearing a, wearing a, a Roddy Piper t-shirt. Yes. Like, with, with <laughs> yeah, if, if you're... Yeah, because the IG the, the IG is my behind-the-scenes, basically, um, camera. So if you're watching, like, on YouTube, my Facebook, or on my Twitter, um, on my Twitch, that's how you'll be seeing this. But that's Twitter? the... Yes, I'm on my... Yes, you can see it on the Twitter as well. So I'll leave it up just a little bit longer. So I'm searching. I'm searching. This is so. This is the image that he has, and I guess it it looks dope, but it's a dope Kobe moment that he just happens to be in. It looks like, and I'm sorry. I I know what you said. I still feel some type of way. If I'm gonna get this tattoo on me of a dope Kobe moment, I wanted to be the one time I flushed it on him. And yeah, I know, you'd be like, hey, Kobe just passed, you wanna get a tattoo of you done? Well, I want people to remember. I want something to remember Kobe by. So I got this tattoo. Like, hey, like, That's I, a dope picture, man. That is a, I, I got no is. problems with that whatsoever. That's it a is fantastic a dope, picture. It is a dope picture. That's what I said, it's a dope picture. I just have a problem that he didn't pick a picture that put him in a better light. And that's all it is. So let me get. So let me. So let's pop over, and then let's bring. See if I can bring up the tattoo again. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where did, Where did I put that tattoo? So the image of the tattoo. That's one of them. <clears throat> and it's a dope ass tattoo. Like that's the thing about it. like the detail on the tattoo is pretty fucking dope. If you guys can see that, I don't know how clear that is for you guys, but that's about as best as I can get it. So, even, like, that's some, whoever did that tattoo, like, shout out to you because that is some detail. Like, that is a level of detail that I don't know that I've ever seen from a tattoo. Because he has this. I just saw that, man. That is incredible. Yeah. I don't know. I said, like, it's a dope-ass tattoo. Like, I don't want to, that's just, I, I, I know I'm talking shit about about what he chose, but the tattoo in itself, that's why I had to go that's why I had to go back. The tattoo and the moment itself is a dope is a dope ass picture, is a dope ass tattoo. Whoever did this tattoo is a fucking artist. Because you can see the detail of work that went in this. I just wish he I, I just would have picked somewhat something that put me in a better light. <laughs> that's all that is. That's all it is. Like I and I guess and I'm playful and I'm and I'm playfully saying this, but it, it is a it is a hell. It is one hell of, of a fucking tattoo that Gerald Green ended up getting. Now, now let's go ahead and bring this back. Do you remember? Do you remember a tw- 2016 All Star Game in Toronto? 
there there could have been an iconic all-time sports photo. Oh, when uh, that... Kobe brought the ball up and LeBron slapped the floor, and Drake ruined it. Drake stood up on the front <laughs> row and started clapping and just ruined the whole fucking picture. But you know what though, in in this day and age, I look back at it and I'm like, you know what, Drake has now he earned himself a spot in that picture because it's an all star game and it's, it's an all star game it's and not he, that he was in the picture he blocked Kobe you couldn't see Kobe when he stood up oh oh that part <laughs> see Forget that about part that part oh yeah there's no coming I can't I can't explain I, I can't justify that one I can't even bullshit my way around to even formulate an explanation around that part so since we, since we talk about the Lakers let's go ahead and do so, a little bit more Lakers talk because we're going around the league the Lakers are beefing, and the Lakers are the Lakers are the Lakers are beefing with everybody. Now, I don't. I, I have to keep. I have to keep an eye. Thank you. I have to keep an ear out for what's going on with this scenario. But a fan got kicked out of the game because Rondo was pointing at them, and he slapped Rondo's hand out the way. But Rondo wasn't just pointing at them. Rondo was making a gun. He was making a gun symbol with his hand. And he was constantly pulling the trigger at this at this um at this fan. And when that fan saw that he smacked his I would too. You ain't gonna put Me too. One, you ain't gonna put your hand in front of my in my face like that. Right? Like like I like as much as NBA players want respect or whatever, this is still a give and take. I can boo you. I I, I can try to I can try to throw you off your game or whatever, whatever. I, I can root for I can root for whatever team I can root for my team like whatever players I like when I'm there. Those I, I I'm not being too egregious or what was considered, you know, out, out outside the parameters of, of complete disrespect. But what Rashad Ronda was complete disrespect. You can't put your hand in somebody's face and make a gun gesture and start pulling. What the fuck is that? Like seriously, what the, the context fuck? matters though. It depends what that fan was saying. If he's like, "Yo, you a bitch. Your mom is a bitch." Like, yeah. So if it's if they like, said, like, "Yeah," so unless it's something that, but still, I'm gonna I'm still gonna smack. I'm still gonna smack. Is, that, is my cousin on? You back, cousin yet? I'm still gonna smack your hand. I'm sorry. You're not pulling your hand. If you probably pointed in my face, maybe. But you still putting that gun gesture, and you still pulling that trigger a couple of times. Ah, oh, nah, pimpin. I'm sorry. I'm from Brooklyn. Like, listen, I, I well, listen. When we pull guns, <laughs> when we when we pull guns, we, we we don't pull that shit for show. Listen, there's two there's two places that, that that taught me very well. When you pull your gun, you bust it. Brooklyn and the army. You don't pull your gun. And for Alec sure. Baldwin. <laughs> I always tell you, this is the reason why I don't own a weapon. If I own a gun and we have an altercation and you see it, it's the last thing you see. You would never be able to tell anybody else that you saw my gun. If we have an altercation. Once you've seen it. That's, 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 why, that's why I don't own a gun. Cause I, cause I also, that's why I'm, glad, I'm so, on your side, bro. I also have ache, like I have anger issues. Like, like, see, yeah, that's just why I need to get. A, I need to get my medical marijuana license, so I, so I can't own a gun legally, and that way, I, and I could just buy one to keep inside the crib, and I can never have to take it out in public. So the Lakers are beefing with each other. Now, that's one thing. Rondo is beefing with a, with a fan, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna do a little bit of digging to see if they end up finding Rondo for that because. That is some bullshit in a sense. Like they're gonna have to pull audio. That they're they're gonna have to have. There's gonna have to be real justification on why Rajal Rondo is making ear gun symbols in my face. Like I'm gonna really have to find that the fuck out. But talking about being in somebody's face, who would have thought 
that Dwight Howard could ever call another big man soft. But this is actually what happened, folks. Dwight Howard called his teammate, Anthony Davis. He told him to stop. So when, when Dwight Howard is telling you to stop playing soft, you know you playing soft. Because Dwight Howard also, because Dwight Howard also, one, we may, we may stop. We may joke about Dwight Howard, right? About, about what he's into. I don't think we can ever call Dwight Howard soft. Dwight Howard was still, came into the time in the league where you had to be pretty fucking tough as a big man and take a lot of fucking punishment and give out punishment to last. Big men weren't just these rebounding and alley-oop and pick and roll guys. They were consistent, 25 touches, back to the basket, I'm controlling the offense through me, kind of, and he was one of them. As SB, as you heard SB say earlier, he beat LeBron James in a, in, a, in, a, in a playoff series. Like, he has that underneath his belt. But Dwight Howard told Anthony Davis that he was playing a little soft. Stop playing like a bitch. And Anthony Davis felt some type of way about that. And you know what's even worse? Anthony Davis put, hey, I'm glad I found out the context of it, because even before I found out the context of it, I thought what Anthony Davis did was also a bitch move, too. If somebody, like, I, can I guess the context? What was, what was that? I think it was, you made the top 75 players of all time, <laughs> I'm eight-time fucking all-star, four-time defensive player of the year, what do you? How come you made it and not me? You ain't shit. Yeah, stop playing like a bitch. Stop playing soft. <laughs> he added that in the end afterwards. <laughs> That's what they didn't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> that he gave that long ass. Top seventy five. You a bitch. So, if if Dwight Howard tells you that you're playing soft, I'm gonna assume that you're playing kind of softish. But even when I seen Anthony, when I, before I heard what happened, I saw what Anthony Davis did, and what Anthony Davis did is what I like to call the. The school bus beatdown, right? Where if you're going to fight somebody that's on the school bus, you make sure you get up first. And you're in their face first. That way when they try to get up, you can just push them back down into their seat. And because they don't have any momentum and the seat is behind them, they're just going to basically fall backwards. And then what you start doing, you start beating them in between the seats. It's what you call a proper school bus beatdown. It's how you gain an advantage to to win 100% of your school bus fights. But also, it's a bitch-ass move <laughs> at times, right? Because you're not giving that person time to, like, if it happens to you, like, damn, you didn't even give me time to get up. Like, what, it's a fight. I'm not supposed to give you time to get up. Well, they're teammates, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're teammates. It's not like they were going to actually come to fisticuffs. He was just probably going to get up because, yo, you talking down to me. I'm not going to let you stick um, stick your dick in my face and talk down to me. Fuck that, right? Uh, I know Nobody's talking down to me when they stick the dick in my face. Somebody's got a dick in my face. I'm going to meet them eye to eye. That's me poking Joker Joker for the Dwight Howard again. But <laughs> so, when, so when he tried to get up, Anthony Davis immediately pushed him down back into the seat and he stumbled backwards or whatever, or whatever. And I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, that's a soft move. You could even give, like, that's your teammate. You could even let him get up. You could let him get up before you before you guys try to swabble or just talk your shit like, nah, you know what? I want to hit the fuck guys. I'm going to push you back down before you get up. That's some bullshit school bus shit. And Anthony Davis, you must have been playing soft because not only did you handle that shit like a, like a, like like you like, like like you were playing soft, but you oh, your feelings was also hurt like a light skin that was playing soft. So so in this particular instance, we're going to have to say Dwight Howard was right. 
you were playing soft. But why are the Lakers beefing with each other? Why are they beefing with each other? You know who I blame? Who? I blame that scumbag from St. Vincent, St. Mary High School, 2003, <laughs> fucking LeBaron James. Obviously, doesn't have control over his teammates. If he's going to let these dudes in fight on the bench, where, where are you, LeBaron? But also... You can step in between that altercation until these boys settle down and relax. Come they're on, fighting. Andrew's a four-time they're, check. You're they're, MVP. They're fighting with each other. Rajah Rondo is fighting with fans. Camilo Anthony is fighting with JaVale McGee, of all people, while they're down by 20. I'm like, Melo. LeBaron, where you at? Melo, seriously. We all know that you're way, way better skilled than JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee is one thing and one thing only. He's a shot blocker. He's a rim runner. He's a rebounder. So when there's a, re a possible rebound on a free throw and he boxes you out and pushes you underneath the basket, it's going to happen. Ask, ask, ask. Damn, I'm forgetting his name. But ask uh, Chris Webber what Ben Wallace was doing to him in a blowout game, <laughs> right? He was pushing him all... It, it's, so I understand, Melo, you probably were salty because your team was losing, but you shouldn't be arguing with JaVale McGee. That's punching down. Quote Dave Chappelle's recent comedy. <laughs> That's punching down, and there's no reason that you should be punching down, Camelo. Because Camilla Anthony... He just leveled up. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Camilla Anthony just leveled up. While the whole entire Lakers team is, is, is fighting with everybody else, instead of coming together and fighting their opponent on the court through basketball play, they're fighting, every, they're fighting their teammates, they're fighting the crowd, they're fighting, they're fighting garbage-ass players, right? Like they, they, They're distracted by everything else, but I wasn't distracted by the fact that Camilla Anthony balled out still. Not in the game that they that they that they got that they got blown out by twenty one, but it seemed like they finally got a little bit of juice. And Camilla Anthony came out there and he dropped like twenty something points, and he moved himself into ninth all time scoring uh, ninth all time on ninth all time on the score on the all time scoring list. It sounds redundant, but ninth all time clap on the scoring up. list. Clap it up for Melo. Big up, big up, big up, big up, big up. Yeah, we don't clap it up here. We give them big ups. <laughs> So, so, so definitely big up to me. Listen, I know you guys. I, I know a lot. Uh, some of you guys have visited my Twitter before, but you, you guys, you guys know how I feel about Melo. I love me some Melo, and if you go on my Twitter, I got I I have something that I feel very I feel very 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 passionate about. That if if Carl Malone didn't have John Stockton, Carmelo Anthony would have already passed him on the all time scoring list. I truly feel that way. Now, where's Malone? Malone, Carmelo, Carmelo is second. Is he's second all-time scoring? I thought Brown passed him. No, I'm yeah, wrong, no, no. LeBron hasn't passed him yet. LeBron hasn't gone into second yet. No, I don't think LeBron has gone into second. Is LeBron? Yet. Is LeBron three? Is he, it? He must be Kareem, third. Yeah, Malone, he, yeah. Hold on. Wait, let's see. I didn't think LeBron had moved into. Into second. I know the gap between Kareem and, and Malone is like ten thousand or something crazy. So let's see, LeBron James. I, I'm. I want to say he's definitely at least third, but I don't think he. Okay, so yep, he is definitely right now third. Carmelo is still second. Let's see, 
And Carl Malone is at 36,928 points. And LeBron James is at 35,445 points. So LeBron James can catch him this year. 1,500 points? Uh, yeah. He can probably yeah, catch easy. He could probably catch him this year. You're talking about 1,500 points? That's just... That's about 20... That's averaging 20 points per game. And listen, I'm going to tell you this. Years ago, probably in the first or second year of the podcast, we already did these numbers for LeBron James. We told you guys in year two of the podcast that if LeBron James can average 20 to 25 points per game, we saw this coming right around here. Where the only thing that was going to stop his time frame was was him scoring. I mean, was him being injured would have even pushed it on the back. Or if he stops averaging over 20 points per game. And then, and then if he goes down to 18, then it's going to add a whole another year onto it. You, you'll be surprised how, how quickly of a difference between 20 and 18 he had, um, points you'll have to... You know what I mean? So it, it gets... But he's there. He's he's on pace. LeBron James is on pace. It's crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know where you're at, but the like, if you look at LeBron's stats, like it's almost unfeasible the fact that every year it's like 27, 7, 7, 28, 7, 7, 26, 8, 7. Like he's in the same wheelhouse every single year around that 27, 7, 7 mark. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 kind of always been his average. Yeah, right, right, something around there. So when he starts falling off, you'll see. But also, you know what though. When he starts falling off, I don't even know if we're gonna notice it at first because, just like how he when he when he played his first healthy season with the Lakers and Anthony Davis, I wasn't surprised that hit that for the first time he had double digit assist. He had or, or he was getting close to double digit assist for a year, because you have he was averaging seven to eight assists before a guy like Anthony Davis. Now he has a guy like Anthony, this is the first time he's ever had somebody he could he could consistently throw it over the rim, top of the rim. And he has that can play above the rim on a consistent basis as a big man. That's reliable. Yeah, C, CB was never that guy, but no. CB was probably the closest. Yeah, exactly. He would have been the closest, but but he wasn't a bona fide above the rim kind of player like that. Anthony Davis is gonna go up there for those lobs and stuff. And then you added having Dwight Howard at that point in time when you know like that is just that is just lobs waiting to happen. So the fact that LeBron James pulled out like ten assists that year, not surprised. That's personnel. I didn't even realize this. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had one three point in his whole entire career. One, one. That's the crazy shit. LeBron James is going to have more three-pointers than, than anybody else in that top five list. Top six list, actually. He even passed Dirk Nowitzki for three-pointers made. He hasn't passed Paul Pierce, though, or Vince Carter. They got some threes on them. Those guys have been scoring some threes. But also Vince Carter. I know Vince Carter, he, he, got, he got that Jason Kidd route. Well, he kind of racked up a whole bunch towards that end. Also, he, as we know, he ain't gonna pass Ray Allen. If he pass, like if he, should if he passes Vince Carter, I'll kind of be, I'll kind of be impressed, because right now we're talking about LeBron James has nineteen hundred threes, almost two thousand threes. Actually, no, he could probably pass Vince Carter. Vince Carter has twenty. Nah, let's see. He'll have to get three hundred more three pointers in his career to pass Vince Carter. So he'll probably more most likely pass Paul Pierce. We've only needed hundred and fifty more three pointers before he pass. Like, like that's that's more of a real. You know what? We're gonna have to keep that up. That's gonna be one of his next milestones. The guys that he start passing on the all-time three points made list, and Paul Pierce is gonna be one of those names that when he passes Paul Pierce, I think people are gonna be shocked that he made that many three pointers in his career. 
the, the Vince Carter Toronto Raptor fan arc is one of the most fascinating things in uh, I would think even as a guy from New York you would find it fascinating the just the relationship between Vince and the Raptors fans how it evolved over the years oh well uh, it's 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 one of those easy like love hate or uh, hate love and then and then we hate to see you go and then you come back and it's admiration like, but that kind of what happens in sports and people don't and a lot of people don't even realize that, that for the most for, for the most part while fans may get mad at you for leaving a lot of times you can come full circle most most great players can come full circle and let if enough time passes and you have an and uh, they will forgive you especially if you haven't won right <laughs> like if you haven't done a lot of winning they feel a little bit more sympathetic towards you now well, just shout out to drake man he was there was a decade and a half of people hating vince here in this market it was a combination of the raptors finally having success and drake put out a documentary that he produced about vince carter's time in toronto mm-hmm. and basically the the main point of the the documentary was hey if it wasn't for vince this team would have not even exist anymore hmm so it made you guys so then drake said it and then it also made you guys have a have a have a deeper admiration for it so it was a compelling argument the raptors and the grizzlies came in the league same time Grizzlies lasted four years we probably would have had the same fate if it wasn't for a, a superstar like vince so we started talking about a couple of three-pointers right um because we kind of we kind of stumbled into this category do you, I want to? I want to. I'm, I'm gonna take some time and go through the top fifteen all time three pointers made. Do you want to guess a couple of people in this list? And Le, and Le, and do you want to guess LeBron James's position before we even start? Because he's in the top fifteen of three pointers made. Do you want to guess LeBron James's I'm current say, position? I'm gonna say he's ninth. You're close. You're close. Paul Pierce is ninth, and he hasn't passed Paul Pierce yet. LeBron James is 11th. He's 11th. Damn, that was my second. Recently passed by Damian Lillard. And the fact that really? Damian Lillard is already up here. God. Because <laughs> that's a lot of three-pointers. So, top 15. Do you want to guess a couple more names that may be on this list? I know uh, it's uh, Ray One. Well, yep. Ray Allen is number one. Steph two. Steph is number two. Reggie's up there. Reggie Miller is number three. Uh, Clay is Clay top ten. Clay Thompson is not in the top ten. He is in. The, he is twentieth, right behind Kobe. Kyle Lowry's in the top twenty. Uh, I guess 20, my guess. But but he's not in the top. Is 15. he really? Kyle Lowry's in the top 20, but not top 15, but he is in the top 20. God damn. I'm actually surprised by a couple names even in the top 20. I thought I was surprised by names in the top 15. Actually, you know what? Because I want to because I want I want to give some action here. Listen to top, listen to the names 15 through 16. Klay Thompson at 20, Kobe Bryant at 19, Kyle Lowry at 18, Chauncey Billups at 17, and J.R. Smith at 16. All-time three-pointers made career. He's 15th on the list. I am completely shocked that he is 16th on the list. Completely shocked. J.R. Smith. J.R. freaking Smith. 
I gotta guess that I think I think James Harden is up there, and I feel like he James be, but I feel like he must be. You know what? James Harden is up here, and you have now named the top four of all time. So you, Are you Reg, Ray Allen's number one, Stephen Curry's number two, Reggie Miller's number three, James Harden is number four. I got uh, I got two more guesses, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll concede the rest. <laughs> okay. Is Kyle Korver in the top ten? I hate you. Are you looking at the list? <laughs> no, I'm not. I Kyle Korver is number five. Kyle Korver's five. Uh huh. And I was Kyle Korver five. Kyle Korver's five, and you already know who number six is. We were just talking about him. Bean. No, and his turnaround. You, 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 the, 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 the Toronto favorite. Pascal Siakam. No, <laughs> but yeah, Vince Sanity, number six. Vince is six. Yes. I'm. I'm still surprised. I feel like I, how I'm, many? How many years of the NBA was Kyle Korver a starter? Oh man, I don't know. But they have him doing this in a hundred and sorry, one thousand two hundred and thirty-two games. He, he accomplished that in. I've always thought of Kyle Korver as an off-the-bench three-point threat. I've never thought of him as like a, anyone who sniffed the top ten. You want a couple of these other names? Or you want to keep trying to uh, take a couple more guesses? What's the dude? He's been around for years and years. Crawford. Jamal Crawford. He is number eight on the list. You are smoking on these, B. <laughs> oh, oh man! Now we mentioned Damian Lillard already, right? I don't know if you paid attention to that one, but we mentioned we mentioned actually we mentioned a couple right around the right around the the, the nine through ten. So I'm sorry, Disco Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. He is number thirteen on the list. I think I've exhausted my my guesses. Because <laughs> there's gonna be a few that you're not even gonna think of, but I'm I'm still surprised. I'm still like, listen, we're doing. You got six of the top ten already knocked down, and I gave you. I, we talked about two already, and you didn't mention them. We talked about Paul Pierce and Damian Lillard. Paul Pierce is number nine. Damian Lillard is number ten. J Kid. Jason Kidd is number 12. Ah. Now, a couple of these obscure names, I'm, I'm going to help you guys. We already talked about Vince Carter at number 6, right? <clears throat> so now we have 7, 11, 14, and 15. And these are where things are going to get tricky. Do you want a hint or do you just want me to say it? Give me a hint on 7 because I feel embarrassed. I don't know 7. 7 is Dirk Nowitzki's teammate. Or was a teammate of, of Dirk Nowitzki. What year? The championship years. Oh shit! I was gonna say Nash. Um, the team, Sean Marion. No. Jet Terry. Yes, Jason Terry, number seven, the Jet. <clears throat> now, for number eleven, we already mentioned that. I don't know if you guys remember, but we always talked about that one. That's LeBron James sitting at number eleven. Right outside the top ten, and he's he's not gonna catch Damian Lillard, obviously. So it's gonna end up happening. He's gonna have to pass Paul Pierce.
to get into the top 10 because Damian Lillard is also going to end up passing Paul Pierce and always kind of have a step on him. Now, for the 14th of... Um, huh? 10 years from now, it'll be Steph and Dame 1-2, probably. It probably is. It, it probably is. Like, cause there's some guys like they're gonna be they're gonna be one and two, and I'm trying to figure out who may catch them. Cause they, they're, they're cause that's a fast pace, especially for Dame. Like that is a super fast Clay, pace. Clay's got a uh, depending on injury. Clay. Yeah, Clay may catch him because he's sitting at 20 right now. So Clay could maybe get himself in like into the top 10 before his career is over. I don't know if he'll get up to number three though, because we're talking about Clay right now Luka. has. Let's see. He has he has one thousand. No no no. Clay has one thousand seven hundred and ninety eight. So he needs about a good eight hundred more to pass Reggie Miller. And I don't, let me see. I don't. Luke and Trey will be up there. Yeah, I don't. Trey Young will definitely get in here pretty soon. Let's see. Kimball Walker's thirty. Camilla Anthony's thirty one. We got Trevor Ariza at thirty three. <clears throat> Uh, Manager Nobly at 39, Chris Paul at 40. We got Lou Williams at 43, Antoine Walker at 45, and Mitch Richmond is is number 50. I'm not going beyond 50 to look. Book Book will be a Book Book will be top 10. Devin Booker will probably yeah, we, he'll probably get in here pretty soon too. I I will I'll, we'll have to go end up looking and see where they're at now because to see where those between Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, and Trey and Trash Young. We'll have to see where their numbers are at now to, to kind of see a projection of where they're going to be. But but they're going to be up there pretty soon. Okay, so for number 14, number 14, he is an Atlanta Hawks legend known for his isolation basketball. Dominique. Joe Johnson. We're talking three-pointers here. <laughs> Joe Johnson is number four. I can only name one Atlanta Hawks legend. In my <laughs> well, I guess Joe Johnson ain't quite a legend. It depends on. It depends on. I guess legend is is a loose is a, is a very strong term. I should have said all star, former <laughs> Atlanta all star. I may have thrown it off by calling Joe Johnson a legend, but his but he was legendary with that ISO game, that ISO Joe, and also Joe Johnson was one of the first point forwards in the league. People forget about his time in the Dan Tony system in Phoenix. He was one of the first point forwards in the league. That changed the NBA before the Steph Curry Warriors changed the league. Yes. That was like the precursor to the to the new NBA. That fast-paced 16 on the shot clock, hook up threes. Oh, yeah, listen. The current NBA that we currently see now, whether they want to or not, they need to give credit to, Dan, to Mike D'Antoni because it was... It was his outlook on analytics, on getting more shot, or getting shots up earlier in the shot clock, so that you can give yourself more possessions. That also started that, and then they incorporated the three and the dunk into it, and it completely changed the whole entire league. Everybody finally saw D'Antoni as a fucking genius. They don't give him credit for it; they really don't. But everybody is basically adopting the D'Antoni system. And and my guy, top three Canadian athlete of all time, Steve Nash. Hmm. And I don't see Steve Nash. I don't know what Steve Nash is on this list. I don't see him any... Oh, there he goes. Number 26. Right behind Dale Ellis and right above Kevin Durant. 
So Kevin Durant is going to pass. That surprised me too because I don't I don't picture Steve Nash hucking threes. When I picture Steve Nash, I think of him dribbling under the rim and kicking it out. Mm. That's kind of how I, how I feel about Kevin. But I, yeah, but he I guess he had a decent. Yeah, you, you don't you don't realize it, do you? That these guys put up that many three pointers sometimes to be up there. But Kevin Durant is right behind Steve Nash at number twenty seven. So he's going to efficiency up- too, right? Like Steph, Steph's or uh, sorry, Steve. Steve hit the 50-40-90 club a couple of years. Like, it was consistency, I guess. So, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that Kevin Durant is going to be in the top 25 of three-pointers made by the end of the season. He's he's not that far behind Where's Steve. Where's he at now? He's 27. He's only 24 three-pointers behind Steve Nash. And after that is Dale Ellis. And he is, let's see, let's see. He is 63-pointers behind him to take over the 25th spot. And then 24 and yeah, 23 give, is... Give, give him 15, 20 games. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then in the 24 and 23 spot is Wesley Matthews and Peja Stiakovich. And Paul George is... Wesley gonna, Matthews is 24? I'm not surprised about that. I thought he was a big three-point shooter. But I, I, guess, I guess I should be, in a way, because some of the names he's ahead of. Well, <laughs> yeah, but Wesley Matthews, 24. Peja, 23. Paul George, 22. Rashad Lewis, 21. Like, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I think of these guys like when I said about Corver. Like, I don't picture these guys as big minute, minute eaters. What about Michael Finley being in the top 50 of three-pointers? Does that surprise you? Top 50 or 15? 50-5-0. Oh, less surprising than it would have been if you said 15. <laughs> now, Dan Marley is still holding on at 47. He was just recently passed by Bradley Beal, who's in, who's now 46. Oh, oh God, Bradley Beal's, yeah. Bradley Beal's going to be up there. Jesus Christ, I, I don't know how I missed that name. <laughs> he's going to be up there pretty soon, too. If he's already in the top 15 now. How old now, is Brad Beal? 27, 25? He's young. Uh, all right. I just no, feel like he's been around for Wait, wait, why. is he like wait, wait, oh, is he like thirty now? Hold on, no, hold on, I'm about to pull it up. I'm about to pull it up. I'm about to pull it up. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight years old, been in the league nine years. If he plays on bad teams his whole career and he's the only guy that's getting points, then he could. I don't think that's going to affect how many three pointers he makes because he's still going to take those three pointers whether he's on a bad team or not. <laughs> like he, like if he goes to another team. He's he's just gonna be a key contributor where he's not gonna lose that many shots. He's gonna so it's it's gonna be more space and yeah, Bally Bill, he's gonna get his butt up there pretty soon too. So let, let let's go ahead and shift like because we kind of got overwhelmed by, by 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 all of this three point talk, right? What's going on? The good, the bad. I see see you guys popping in. I just saw you guys popping in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I wasn't checking the stats. I wasn't checking the comments. I was over here checking some stats, but I do appreciate you guys um, sticking with me. Didn't mean to ignore you. We we here now. We here now. Let me go and get. Let me go and get Goods his invite to the to the Blue Chew getting hotline so that he can talk whenever he's ready. So something I, something else around the league that caught my eye. James Harden declined his his option for Brooklyn. And I was kind of shocked. I, because I didn't expect, I I didn't expect him to do a. I'm going to I'm going to release myself from this contract and then re-sign with Brooklyn. I thought he would just always do an extension if he wanted to. So the fact that he's not signing his extension makes me think: What the hell is going to go on in Brooklyn past 
this year. You already got Kyrie Irving. That's that we don't we have no clue what's gonna be his status for this year or any f- f- um future years. And now you got James Harden declining his option. Is Kevin Durant the only person that that has read up so far? Did Kevin Durant read up yet? Isn't there supposed to be a new NBA TV contract coming up like there was a couple years ago when everyone signed for crazy hmm, money? That could be it. There may be new TV money coming out. I know... Because I, I know their new deal with ESPN... Nick Batum got 20 mil. Yeah. In this new in the new deal that, that, that came out a couple years ago, they were going to release funds almost in tears because if they would have dropped everything that ESPN gave them money-wise... Players would again pay $75 million a year. <laughs> Just to let you guys know. If they would have taken that fully, that money, and put it all into one year, not prorate it, we're talking about LeBron James and Stephen Curry and them boys making $75 million this year. That's how high the salary cap would have had to jump. And they would have eaten up that percentage just off just of GP. But yeah, they're they're doing staggered negotiations. So it's gonna be so. That, so there's gonna be new shit added, like around 2000. I don't know if it's gonna be this year. So yeah, even 2022, 2023 is when a new one is supposed to pop into play, and like and then like another piece of it drops again, like another three, four years after that, like around 2000, like 27 ish. So there's there's structured raises that's gonna be up before we finish this decade. Trust me, a 50 million dollar max player or a 50 million dollar player in the NBA is gonna be routine. By the end of this decade. It's going to be routine. Trust me when I tell you this. It's going to be... We're going to be looking at players and like, he got 45 mil? What the fuck? Like, we're going to be looking at Enos Kanter kind of guys. But when Enos Kanter had like his best season. <laughs> you know, we're going to be looking at like those guys. But like, he got 45 mil? It's just going to be the time. But but I'm still a little shy. I'm going to keep an eye on that. I'm, I'm going to do a little bit more research and see if, if that... If that collective bargain agreement or if there's new money coming at the end of this year or next year because that could all be part of his plan because who knows if James Harden says, you know, I want to sign a one-on-one where I sign a one-year deal with a, with a one-year option. That way he could opt out again next year and then get right back into that money pool. Because have been doing that for like a decade. Well, that's what LeBron has been doing and that's what Jordan started doing. Remember, um, towards the end of his career as well too to make sure he didn't lock himself in. He kept on getting those $30 million contracts, $31 million contracts towards the end. I'll never forget that shit. Now, just like I can't forget about Curry's hot night the other day. When we're talking about Kawhi, this is the spiciest I have had Curry in a while. And man, speak of in fuego. Curry was cooking. One straight quarter. 25 points. No missed shots. Nine field goals. Five three-pointers. Cooked. And that was supposed to be the Clippers home open. Was that a Clippers home opener? Was it the Clippers home opener and the Golden State's first game? Or was that the, the Clippers season opener and the Golden State's Warriors first home game? It was one of those two things. I can't I can't quite I can't quite remember the details. But I know it was the first home game for one and the first actual game for the other team. And Stephen Curry took it to them. I'm sure, I'm- I think it was Golden I'm sure State. It wasn't the Warriors' first game. Yeah, it was the Golden State. It was Golden State Warriors' first home game and the Clippers' first official game. Okay, that's what that was. And they and granted, we we know that Kawhi Leonard isn't playing for that for the Clippers and everything right now is falling on the back of Paul George to be the leader of that team. But man, 
Curry was cooking. Now, <laughs> also, I also remember that by the, somewhere in the, like when the third quarter started, Curry only had like 29 points, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so those are the ups and downs of basketball. Like, he didn't miss a shot in the first quarter, but he only ended up scoring like four more points in the second. But still, what a start. What a start. Do you know that there has never ever, like, there's been only been one other player to have a 25 point quarter like that on that kind of shooting? And that was Clay Thompson. The only other player. 16 with like 14 dribbles. Yeah, oh my God. Remember that day? He had like, yeah, he had like 14 dribbles and, and scored like 82 points. And I was like, hey, but that's what happened. But see, that's a testament to his great balance. People don't even realize that. That is great balance to always be in a, in a, in a, in a ready position to catch and shoot. Like that, that, that is a thing of beauty almost. I was like, you know, they talk about three and D players like, like PJ Tucker or, uh, Gordon, like three D guys is like a, it's like a category of player nowadays. Yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. is like the ultimate three D guy, but he is It's almost disrespectful to call him that because he's so much better than every other three and D guy in the league that you can't even like put him in the same category as those two. But he is a three and D guy. He's a, he's a Danny Green. He's a he's he's those guys. I mean, but he is though. But just like how you have shooters that can't really play defense at all, like you you got playmakers like, and you and then you have the elite of the elite when it comes to playmakers. You have listen when it comes to three and D. Clay Thompson is the elite of the elite. He is the person. How you doing, sugars? I see my baby watching the podcast. When it comes to three and D guys. Klay Thompson is who people thrive to be. So, if you're going to be a category, if you're going to be a category, at least at least he's the top of the category, right? <laughs> so, like he's the like, he is the and pun intended, he is the golden standard for three and D. Like wherever you, wherever you want to state it or not, like he is. The Warriors way for three and D. That's how people. That's how people try to. Is that how people thrive to be Stephen Curry as a shooter? Well, they thrive to be Clay as a three and D guy. But oh my God! So so back to the Steph Curry um game, right? He had twenty five in the first quarter. I um I think by the half he only ended up having like twenty nine, but he would end up finishing this game with forty five points. All of that shooting, all of that shooting. They still only won by two points. Isn't that crazy? All of those buckets he was getting. And they still only won by two points. But let me tell you what happened. Because this is basketball. And basketball is a game of is a game of runs and momentum. They cooked them in that first quarter. Right? 44 to 27. The game looked like it was over. I, I don't know if you guys... The game looked like it was over in the first. Like how that Knicks versus Orlando game looked like it was over in the first. That's how this game looked. But then in the second quarter, I told you, Stephen Curry cooled off. Four points. Well, those four points will cause a whole complete um, turnaround where the LA Clippers now will end up putting up 40 points in the second quarter while Golden State will only put up 22. Here we go. We talk about it. We have a game again. And that's all it took. They're actually down by one. They completely erased a 17-point lead. And then now we got a game on. And this is how... Somebody that could put up 25 points in one quarter and have a 17-point lead could end up only having to win by two. 
That's why people that say you don't have to watch the NBA game except for the last five minutes. People say that shit. I I want to say they're wrong, but also they're kind of right in the fact, like you said, like you could be up 20 after the first quarter. It doesn't really mean much. I'm going to tell you this. If all you care about is the end result, then yeah, I guess you could put on the five minutes. But every game has a story. Right? The ups and the downs. What got what got you to that point? So if you want to turn to the back of the book and be like, oh, Roger killed Ev- Evelyn. I'm sorry. Wrong name to use here. Rest in peace, Evelyn. My boy's aunt just died. Shit. That's probably why that name was here. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Rest in peace, Evelyn. My, yeah, yeah. My, 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 yeah, my, my brother's aunt just died. Like, like she damn near aunt to me, damn near. Shit. Right? So, so, so. Rest, rest in peace, man. Sorry yeah, 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 rest in peace to you, Evelyn. Yeah, that shit had me shook. I ain't gonna lie. Like, like I, I was here when I when I realized that shit had happened. Like I, I was really here in my in, in, in my space, and I and I was shook. My girl had to like, like she she wasn't here with me physically, but she had to verbally shake me to get me out of my shit. Like <laughs> she's like, "Babes, come back to me." <laughs> and I was like, "My bad, my bad." I was I was really in my feels a while ago. And it's just like I always got back into my feels a while. But like I said, if you're that kind of person, so, so I know I know the feeling not to get not to get too sentimental on this mm-hmm. show, but I, one of my best friends passed away uh, about six weeks ago. Oh, my condolences! He's only thirty years old. Oh shit! And uh, the, the the fact of the matter was that the day the day he passed away, everyone like all our friends group from the last ten years was at my house. We were drinking Coors Lights because that's what uh, that's what Dave drank. That was his beer. Mm. But that was like a thing. It was like a bittersweet moment, right? Because it's like. I'm so happy that we're finally all here together for the first time in years. But what a sad thing that this is what had to do it. Mm-hmm. I, know, well, I know. Loss is tough to do with, man. I don't know. I don't know how to. I I know I sidetracked the whole shit. No, it's I'm okay. Sorry. I I sidetracked the whole shit. <laughs> you just piggybacked of what I did. It's okay. No, no. I I I get it. I I get it. No, it is it is it is tough. But if we could try to get back to where we were, if, if we can, and again, my, my 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 condolences for your loss. Um, if you're the kind of person that can just go to the back of the book and be like, okay, well, but okay, so they caught Ocean's Twelve and they, uh, Ocean Twelve robbed the bank and they got away with the money. Instead of seeing how they built up to that shit, then 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 go be it. Because that's what that's what you miss when you just when you just tune into the to the final five minutes of of, of any kind of sporting event. Like they, that, the ups and downs to me matter. The roller coasters matter. The emotions matter. This is why people lose their mind on sporting events, whether they have money on it or not. It's because you invest that time and you and you want to take that journey with them for the next two to three hours. Absolutely. I guess you. It's a right. That's a good point. It's the difference between I guess a fan and someone that just has money on. It. Yeah. Now. Even after Stephen Curry had that hot that hot start to, to his game the other day, he ended up playing who was one of my new favorite players. And that is one by the name of Davion Mitchell. And Davion Mitchell is the rookie from Sacramento. And he has been bestowed... Wait, Sacramento, yes. He plays for the Kings. Right, I was making sure I was using the right terminology. He has been bestowed... <laughs> <laughs> the title of off night because when you play against him you are going to have an off night now so far this has been true to everybody except for so far i want to say stephen curry 
Stephen Curry managed to get away a little unscathed. Actually, I'm lying. I am lying. I am lying. I just pulled up his numbers. Steph went 9 for 23 and 4 for 15 for 3. That sounds like an off night. <laughs> but so Stephen Curry got um Stephen Curry even after his Sacramento after they pulled out a win against Sacramento 119 to 107. He had praise for the one that they called off night. And he what he had to say was, "Well, they talk about that dude's defense." It's like, shit, he was on fire this game. They need to take a look at his offense because his offense is starting to, to really come out. Davion Mitchell came, and he's no longer starting on this team. I think he, they tried him in a starting role in a starting role a couple of times, but now it looks like they're bringing him off the bench. But Davion Mitchell dropped 22 points off the bench. 9 for 16 shooting. 3 for 8 from 3-point range. He technically shot better than Stephen Curry and put up damn near as many points. Taking seven less shots. But Davion Mitchell, he may not be starting, but he's damn near playing starting minutes. He played 32 minutes. That's starting minutes. You this, I'm sorry? 2021 class might turn out to be one of those special draft classes. Yes. Game, I, I, Scotty Barnes. Yes. If Evan Mobley can can keep this going. I feel you. I, I, Davion. I, I, I 100%. And there's some guys right now that I feel like aren't getting any playing time really. And I feel like one of them is on the Knicks. That ain't getting really any playing time yet. But once they do, you're going to be like, oh, shit, we forgot about him in this draft class. And now you're going to add another name to that draft. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have one of those draft classes that you're going to compare to the 2003 draft classes, the 84 draft classes. You know, the the, the there's another one, too, a 2013, 12, I can't remember what year that was. Or four, but there's, they're going, if it turns out how I think it is, it's going to be one of those draft classes that, 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 that you talk about with some of the historic ones that produced a lot of great players. Eighty-four and three is a gold standard, regardless of. Yeah, there's one more. There's a, there's one more that's happened since then. I just can't remember, but yeah, eighty-four and three. <laughs> if you can't remember, that's because ninety-six, ninety-six. Nah, there's one more after ninety-six though. This, uh, that's okay. Ninety-six was the Allen Iverson and Ray Allen and yeah, Ray Kobe Allen. and all them boys. Yes, Kobe, yes, Ray yes, Allen. yes. Garnett, I think, if not, if I'm not mistaken, maybe not sure. No, Garnett was a year before, or the year after. But yes, yes, even the ninety-six one. There's another one too. I thought there was another one a little bit more recent, but but you guys get the point. This draft class may get up there with those draft classes. As, as how they get talked about. And speaking of draft classes, right? Did you guys see that the that the NBA G League had their draft recently? And there were actually some notable names that were taken in the in in the NBA G League's draft. Now, there's probably one name that's going to stick that's going to stick out more than everybody else. And that is one by the name of Lance. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Leangelo. I'm like, you gonna say Leangelo? It's Lance Stevens. Like Lance Stevenson is my boy. He's a Brooklyn native. <laughs> so when it came to the notable names, he did he did stick out to me. But I had to talk about the guy that got drafted by Cleveland, number six, um, the 16th pick, B.J. Taylor. Now, the only reason why we're mentioning B.J. Taylor because we share a last name. I have no clue his, how his game is whatsoever, <laughs> right? But after B.J. Taylor, we have number 14 uh, that was drafted, or drafted 14. That was Leangelo Ball. He was drafted by the 
What was? What would he draft by Delaware or the, not the Grand Rapids? That was his brother that was drafted. Not not his brother. That was um Lance Stevenson that was drafted by Grand Rapids. Who was he? Who was he? Draft? I can't see that shit. I can't see that shit at all. Hillsboro? Is that what I say? Greens Greensboro. Leangelo was drafted by yeah, Greensboro. Yeah, the Hornets. The Hornets G League. Yes, yes. And then we and then right behind him or right after that was Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson got drafted number thirteen. And and can I, and I, I joked about wanted to big up Lance Stevenson, but as you guys can see, I definitely wanted to bring him in as an honor as as an honorable mention for as a notable player that got drafted because since Lance Stevens Lance Stevenson has been out of the league. He has been grinding. Like I said, I, I follow Lance Stevenson, so I see the work that he does. He's been playing overseas. He's been he's, he's been keeping himself in shape. He's he's consistently playing the game of basketball. He like he does he deserved another shot at the NBA because I always consider Lance Stevenson one of those Swiss Army knife kind of players. Now you guys may have heard me do this a long time ago, but while they're not on the same level as him, they all kind of have the same makeup. And I put them in the I like is is where I put LeBron James. I kind of put Draymond Green. You get Lance Stevenson in another low level where it's guys it's, it's just kind of playmaking guys. Like they, they they can create their own shot. They, they they can assist off the ball. They can assist off the dribble. They can get to the basket when they want to. They get rebounds, push the ball, get assists. Kind of this really Swiss Army. Now everybody does it at different levels, but I always thought Lance Stevenson was that guy. And the fact that we get to see him now back. In some kind of NBA league, where at least he's no longer overseas, I'm really happy for. At least he gets to come back home. Like, like he, at least he gets to come back home. And I'm happy for that. Now, I just like him because I'm such a LeBaron hater. It's like the enemy of the enemy is my friend. That too. That too. <laughs> yeah, all over years he was he was the LeBron antagonist, right? I was I was listen. I was I was so mad that they got rid of him before he could get a championship. I really wanted Lance Stevenson to be on that championship Lakers team. But they got rid. But they got rid of him, and then then very next year is when they won. So he's only been out of the league like maybe two years now. It feels, it, it, but it's felt like forever, or maybe it's been three years. I forgot how many seasons we've played in the last two years. Right? I feel like we played like five seasons in the last two years. I, I gotta admit my ignorance. So I did not realize that the the G League drafted older players. Like I didn't even know G League had a draft. To be honest with you, the G. I think the G, the G League draft is something that I think just started last year when they started making the qualification. And if it didn't, if they didn't start last year, then I really didn't even pay attention to the G League draft before then either. It's only Hopefully that's the case because I feel less bad if it's a new thing. Yeah, I, it's the G League. Okay, so so whether they had it or not before, its significance didn't really didn't really start until last year when they started when they started allow those college players to come in, and that's how cause that's how we got um. That's how we got. Who's that kid this year? Actually, the G League draft. Actually, this may be the very first year of the G League draft. Because now they're drafting. Players can get out, get played. They're getting paid about one hundred twenty-five thousand. And if they're drafted this year, they can't play in the NBA this year. They have to go. Well, that's, see, it's so different. They have like three or four different categories of players. They have like the college players, the or the players that are coming out of college and high school. Those guys are still young enough to go through the draft, where they have to go through the draft again to, to be able to play. Then you have the guys that's, that's going to come up like Lance Stevenson. Those guys are going to probably automatically get two-way contracts or qu automatically qualify for two-way contracts. So so even though they got drafted, I think they I think they can play, but I don't know if they can play this year, though. I, I, I think I saw like I know, some... I know f f Fred Van Bleet went undrafted, and yeah. he played a year with the Raptors 905. 
Yeah, I think the new rule may now state if once you get drafted by the G League, you can't play in the NBA in that same year. You have to, you ha- like, I know definitely for the young players, you have to get drafted. I know definitely for those guys, they have to get drafted. I'll have to do a little bit more research to, to find out what happens to guys like Lance Stevenson or maybe even Leangelo Ball, who's already been in the league. You know, start so finding out what happens that's, to guys like that's that. That's very smart to make to make the G League a moneymaker. That's very smart playing. But yeah. it's going to make people come out to see if somebody's going off for the Greensboro Hornets or wherever the team is. It's going to get people out to see those games. Listen, I I know that it's not. I you know I need to do some research and find out if if the Miami Heat have a G League affiliate. I may start making my way out to some G League games because you know those are the games that be super cheap. You 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 gonna get tickets for like ten dollars, <laughs> and I'm gonna be sitting courtside for a ten dollar seat. <laughs> like so, like definitely like I so I'm I'm in, the G so the G League draft I know is def, is a little bit more prominent now because of the rules that they're tying in to make the to make the G League an official, to make them a, um their official amateur league. The amateur paying league, but that that's now a viable option for players to come to instead of going overseas or instead of going to college. So, these are the names now, and and if, and if you guys have been looking on on YouTube and everything else, then you have the whole entire draft order from one to first round of one to twenty eight there in front of you. And of course, I, there's also I said that's Lance Stevenson number thirteen. Obviously, the biggest name in the draft, Zion Wade. Dwayne Wade's son, he goes number 10. I'm a little surprised he didn't go sooner. But I ran into a referee down here recently that said Dwayne Wade's son really wasn't that good. And he's he's not surprised that he's going into the G League. <laughs> but also, that, I, I, think, I think he was also mad about something else. I don't see any reason why LeBron James's son or Dwayne Wade's son should go, into the G, should, should go to college, to be honest with you. You ever see that joke somebody made on Twitter a couple years ago about uh, LeBron said he didn't want his son to wear his number because he didn't <laughs> want to put the pressure on him? <laughs> and someone's like, number 93, LeBron James Jr. Yo, who's that kid? <laughs> like, hey, who's that? <laughs> like, we don't know who he is because he don't have your number. <laughs> I don't want him to wear number 23. That's too much pressure. But, 20, but, but you know what, though? I don't know who that is. But... I don't know why he's saying his number. That's Jordan's number that come with all that pressure. <laughs> that isn't LeBron's number. That isn't that that isn't LeBron's twenty three that has pressure. That's Jordan's twenty three that has that pressure. LeBron's twenty three says, "Hey, go take the easy route. <laughs> go find yourself a team that's already loaded, or build yourself a loaded team and take the easy route like you did in AAU. Go team up with all the good players." Yeah. The NBA should have done what the NHL did. When Gretzky retired, they retired the number 99 across the league. Like Jackie Robinson's 42, Gretzky's 99. I think those are the only two numbers that are retired across an entire league. They should have for Jordan. I, I kind of agree with you because of the heights that he helped the NBA grow to from his play. Because like, they've had... Because not to say that he's the greatest. I don't want to have that debate. But he... For the for the era that they were that they were coming through, and being detri- and being real detrimental to the to that television money and that market that they were doing then, Jordan is the cash cow for that, and I can see I can justify because of he basic basically the era of basketball that we have now, visually 
was all because of Jordan, <laughs> right? Or what David Stern did in the during the Jordan era that Jordan made sure he carried us through. So I can see, yeah, they 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 could have, they should have. And a, I'm not sure to give you a, a hockey list history lesson, but the the '99 Wayne Gretzky, there was he got traded from Edmonton to Los Angeles Kings at a time where. The NHL was trying to expand into the states. There was 21 teams, I think, at the time. Seven in the Canada, four in the states, maybe eight in Canada, and the American markets were failing. Gretzky got traded to the Los Angeles Kings, and all of a sudden, there was a major market in the U.S. where hockey was popular. Hmm. If it wasn't for that moment, the NHL might not be what it is today, and it probably is still the fourth or fifth major sport in the U.S. But it's at least on the map, which it might not have been if it wasn't for Wayne Gretzky. So I think that's why they retired his number, is if it wasn't for him, this league might not exist in the same form. And you know what? In a way, Jordan kind of helped do that for basketball. <laughs> he he really that's, helped. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The, yeah. The yeah, it, yeah, it really is weird. Um, I don't know. Give it time. Who knows? Who, who knows? But I, I know there wasn't a lot of... I, I don't think you get a lot of backlash from the league if you retire... 23, 24, or 8. <laughs> like, I, I think a lot of people would be, would, would kind of be okay with that. And I'm kind of surprised they didn't do something like that to retire one of those two numbers after the Kobe tragedy. Hmm. Now, the very last name on the G League's draft I wanted to mention was Shamor Pond. Who the fuck is Shamor Pond? I don't know, but he's the number one pick. And I didn't want to be irresponsible and at least not mention the number one pick of the NBA G League's draft. I'm going to have to look. Say his name again. Shamor Pond. I'm going to have to look. This needs to be the Shamor Pond fan club podcast, so at least when he blows up, we can say we ran up to the ground floor. (laughs) We may still do it now. We're going to keep an eye on him, figure out who the hell he is. And we're going to talk about all of the shit that the he Mighty does. The Mighty Sports Podcast, sponsored by Blue Chew and Shamor Pond Fake Club. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to reach out to him. I'm, a, I'm. You know what? I may make him one of my first people I interview. I'm going to start interviewing G-Leaguers. Get him on the show. I will. I'm, I'm going to reach out to him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out to him about being drafted number one in the NBA G-League. And how does it feel? And what, is, and what, is, you know, what does it do for him, his family? All that, all that good questions. All of those shit that they... All those shit that they do for the regular draft pick, the number regular number one pick, I'm going to do that for the G-League. I am going to start being... The official interview. Watch, watch. You guys watch. I just took that shit into existence. That's going to be my mark. I am going to be the G League guy. I got to find a way to watch free basketball, okay, and travel the world doing that shit. <laughs> I, I want to be with you for the ride, man. People don't realize, like, there's you can DM athletes and celebrities and shit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've done it before. And, like, you, I probably have, like, a 30% success rate. No, they'll, was, yeah, they'll respond. So that's what I said, like, I'll try. I'll, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to reach out. Everybody, everybody that I just mentioned, actually, I'm going to reach out to all of them. Shamor Pond, Zaire, wait, wait, Lance Stevenson, Leangelo Ball, and BJ Taylor. I'm going to reach out to all five of them to see if they'd like to come onto the podcast and do, a, and do an interview about them. You know what I mean? And talk about being drafted and their journey currently through the G League. Because for some of them, this is their first journey. Sh- What's that? I'd be shocked if you don't get three out of five. Listen, if I get through out of the five, like I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna shit myself a little bit because I'm, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna be like, oh shit, this really just happened, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna stress myself trying to think of fucking compelling questions to ask these motherfuckers. 
I don't want to be that's the. Where, that's uh, where you got. That's where you gotta like reel me in, man. I'll, I'll do. I'll do it for free, man. Just uh, you and me. We'll come up with some questions together. We'll 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 get it going. Bet, bet. I appreciate that. Thank but you. I think if you if you get if you get Leangelo, you just gotta be like, hey, is Lavar free? <laughs> Listen, if I, if I get the ball boys on here, that's that's gonna be something different. That podcast is gonna end up blowing up, and then and then and then I'm gonna be real nervous because then I'm gonna worry about, damn, what if I said in the past that they're gonna find and use against me now? Because <laughs> I've said a lot of outlandish shit. I hope you guys realize it's only entertainment. <clears throat> Speaking I of- always like Levar Ball. My favorite moment was if you remember that when Lonzo got drafted, and he was like, "I've got another boy. His name's Lamelo." Lonzo got picked second. My boy is going to go first overall. And I'm going to wear a hat at the draft that says, I told you so. And he actually did. It was like the COVID Zoom draft. And they, it was LaMelo and LaVar sitting next to each other. And lavar has got a hat on that says, I told you so. At that I, moment, I was like, I like LaVar. LaVar's my guy. Le, you know what? Le, Le, he, just, he just shoved in all these motherfuckers' faces. LaVar has, like, I've always kind of liked LaVar because I basically, t- what, what people don't realize sometimes, right, is what self-marketing really looks like all the time. There's different ways to market yourself, but there is no better self-marketing than that big braggadocious person. Look what it's done for Muhammad Ali. Look what it did for Don King. Look what look what it look what it did for look what it did for Floyd Money Mayweather. There's something behind Jay-Z. Yeah, there's a genius behind. Being that braggadocious and that outlandish, but also still trying to make yourself innocent. He didn't do anything disrespectful. Like he did what every single parent does. He that has an athlete as a kid. If you put a mic in front of them or if you talk to them, they're gonna talk to you about how good their kid is. Absolutely. And that's what and that's what he did. Every time there was a camera around, every time there was somebody there, he talked about how good his kids were. Until you wanted to see how good they were, whether you believed him or not. If, so if he overhyped his kid to get to the number one pick, guess what? He didn't have to hire an agent to do that. He just did that for free and kept all that dough. Because that's something else that Money He's, Mayweather was trying to teach us. Or how to self-market yourself so you don't have to pay that middleman. <laughs> He's smarter than me because my issue was when it was when Lonzo was a rookie. And I'm like, man, he's only giving negative, negative attention to his son, man. Like it's gonna be tough. Like everyone's gonna look at Lonzo. Your dad's overshadowing you and all this shit. And that shit didn't last very long. That was maybe half a season, maybe one season. Well, well remember, everyone forgot about that. There was also a couple of domino effects that happened. He was because I feel like he still kind of would have been that way if it wasn't for one particular thing. I will, and I'll tell you about that one thing in a second. But it's a, it was a. I don't want to say that he just stopped because he didn't. He didn't. He didn't really just stop. He did it in L.A. He definitely was doing it in L.A. What ended up happening is that he 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 put his foot in his mouth a couple of times. He did. He put his foot in his mouth a couple of times. Where when he went on first take, he was kind of borderline. If not fully misogynistic to Mary to, to Molly Karam, you know Jalen Rose's wife, right? Yeah, I thought you were gonna bring that up. So like that was overblown. But what ended up happening is that it was just enough 
for Magic to have to go to him and be like, hey, calm the fuck down a little bit. You're, 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 Fall back. Yeah. We, we, I, because until later, like, listen, I like what you're doing. You kind of stepped. You you kind of stepped on a on a mini um uh, mini um landmine here. Watch how you're maneuvering and, and taper yourself. And he and he did, and he was a little bit more calculated. They still had him off. They still had him a couple more places. He 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 still figured out how to maneuver without being so seen and without being so braggadocious. But you still always felt like his presence was there. And then one thing that put me at ease was Lamelo Ball. He said he's was like, he's always like he's always like this. I'm like, like this is nothing new to me. This is new to you guys. I've grown up with him always being like this, and it's never ever affected me. Like like I like I learned how to play with him being like this. I'm just like so you guys feel distracted. You guys make like, but for me, this is how it was growing up in our household. This was routine everyday life. And when he said that, I was like, I ain't worried about that shit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, media blowing that shit out of proportion. This dude is trying to big up his kids. Like, because <laughs> his kids ain't worried. Now, and he's, he was a little overbearing. He's three sons. In the three NBA. Three sons under 25 in the public eye. And aside from that Leangelo China mistake years ago, his kids have been pretty, pretty clear cut and have not made mistakes and have stayed yeah. out of the. His kids are jammed. Like, the, yeah, his, his kids. guy in a negative way. Like they did that stealing thing that they got, they got, they they got up, they, they that they had an issue for or whatever. I don't even remember if it was stealing or if it was a mistake or something like that or misunderstanding, like a tag issue. But I can't, I can't remember. But it was that minute. But they've pretty much maneuvered well. He got them on. He got he he stole their own sneaker line. He's like, you know what? You can't get your own sneaker. I stole your own sneaker line. Granted, the sneaker was kind of trash and it kind of blew up in their face. But that just opened another path to get an, a a better sneaker line with actual sneaker company and. Who's to say that they don't come back and throw this again because they may have learned how we did this wrong the first time? Like he he did he did nothing wrong. He was an he was an entrepreneur, and he tried to utilize that space and that time and his 15 minutes of fame to maximize not only his son's stardom but also whatever monetary whatever mon, whatever monetary revenue that he can create to for, for them as well during that time frame. And then you know what? I can't get I you think- I can't get you in the league yet. I'll go overseas and we'll buy the team. How the fuck did they buy a team suddenly? That money didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. That was a process. And calculated. And even when his son's no longer on the team, you know what they have? They have their own team. I just think about like child stars like Macaulay Culkin. Ah. Like he, he had his he had his shit, right? Uh, put, my, put yourself in the mellow ball shoes for a second. Your older brother gets drafted, second overall. And your daddy's on national TV going, he was second overall, my younger son's going to go first overall. The pressure on that 15-year-old kid to be like, i got to get drafted first overall. Or my dad's going to be made a fool of. And he's never made a mistake. Not everyone likes him. He may be a little cocky. He might be a little rub people the wrong way sometimes. But he's never done anything egregious. He's kept a decent head on his shoulders. I feel like that means that they always had a plan. And he outlined the plan to his kids young, and they were in lockstep, and they followed it until they became adults. Until they were I've able to make... i 180 on the bar, man. I used to not like him. Now I respect the sh- fuck out of him. Yeah, like I said, he, he may not always have been everybody's flavor, but what he was doing was brilliant. And it gets over... Sometimes your brilliance get overshadowed by your own actions, 
and that's what he was. He was he was put on an illusion. He was being braggadocious on one side, and everybody wasn't paying attention to what was going on with like with, he, was, he was being braggadocious with the left hand, and nobody was really paying attention to what he was really doing with the right hand. And what he was doing with the right hand was basically creating three stars to be in the NBA, because basically all he needs is two of them to get that five hundred thousand, that five hundred million dollar contract, and he just guaranteed his family's a billionaire. Generational wealth. Yeah, he he he's a he's a he's a genius. Now, something I don't know what 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 to call it, but as it currently stands, there there are there are people outside of the Barclays Center protesting for Kyrie Irving in support of him choosing not to be vaccinated. That's actually all I got to say about that. I I don't I I don't know. I gave you my thoughts. I'm going to tell you this. Kyrie Irving may not realize it. Kyrie Irving is going to end up being used to push somebody else's agenda. My thoughts exactly. 90% of those people probably have no idea who Kyrie exactly. is. Exactly. That's why I feel because I'm like, I don't think that they're really... Su- I, 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 I'm not sure that some of them know who Kyrie is. I'm pretty sure there's no like, oh, there's a basketball player that he's in Brooklyn. But I'm like, I really feel like he's going to end up being like the, the figure or, or the scapegoat to help push somebody else's agenda because... I don't know if Kyrie Irving sometimes maneuvers properly. Like he doesn't. Like we talked about Levar Ball, like his maneuvering, like his like Kyrie Irving's maneuvers seem a lot more sloppy than Levar Ball's to me. <laughs> like, like I, I, and I understand what, I, and even though I can understand what he's like, and that's the thing. That, I guess that's the thing that they need. I see they need him on the court, and it's just the anti, and it's just the anti-vax supporters. Yeah. Uh oh. So we just end up losing the pod bean fiend. So you know what that means, folks. We're going to be coming back to you. We're going to take a quick break. And we're going to take a commercial. And we're going to come back to you in just a moment. They didn't join this team to win championships. Or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done. And only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one on Martell. If you're listening, I mean, you should listen to the many, many places that we have provided this podcast for you. Now, before we took a commercial break, we was basically talking about this Kyrie Irving thing. And and, and just to dabble on what I was saying before, because I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. I don't think a lot... Like, and and like, like my boy Benz is saying in the comments, I don't think a lot of people there are even in support of Kyrie. They're, I think they're just against the system. So they're just, they're just anti-vaxxers. That are there to support a celebrity that's also currently choosing not to be vaccinated. Now, because of Kyrie Irving's past actions and even some of what some we call his um, 
his past beliefs or some of the stuff that he said to believe in some of the, in the past. Kyrie Irving's decision normally doesn't 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 come off very well received. But regardless of how received it is, I don't want him to be anybody's puppet. And cause I don't want anybody and nobody should be anybody's puppet when you're trying to really figure out shit in your own head in your own life. Cause that's really what it is. He really is still trying to figure out this vaccination thing. He's trying to wrap it around his own head. He's trying to really imply it to his own life. And trying to go through the pros and the cons. Everybody needs a little bit more time. or Everybody needs different time to weigh all the pros and cons. I'm not going to keep scrutinizing him for how long he takes. right? Because I really don't care about how long he takes. What I care about still fully is that every day that you do, that that you're that you're trying to make up your mind, you are fucking your like this is what like, you're fucking your boys that you all came together to go achieve a particular goal, and that's always hard for me. That's still hard for me to to understand. If we all come together to complete a goal. No matter what happens, that means no matter what happens, suddenly you can't be like, uh, well, I don't, I didn't expect this. I get it. They're still in the realm of no matter what. You and I to the day we die. Forever. Forever. So Kyrie Irving, he has protests now. So now, in every Brooklyn Nets game, the Brooklyn Nets now, so now, <laughs> So now at Brooklyn, every Brooklyn Nets game, the Brooklyn Nets organization now have to worry about protesters that Kyrie Irving is now attracting. He's already attracting reporters as a distraction. He's already can't play as a distraction. And now he has protesters coming as a distraction. Kyrie Irving is a distraction. And if Kyrie I'm, Irving... I'm just- what I'm sorry, I'm just let me get for this. President Trump to come out. If Kyrie Irving was Lance Stevenson, he wouldn't be in the league anymore. Thank Kyrie Irving. Thank God you still got some basketball skills. Thank God that you can still that people still believe that you can play this game of ball at a high level. Because if you were Cam Newton, <laughs> you may not have this job. Yeah, because Kyrie Irving right now is the front. Regardless of what it is, he's a full. He's always uh, he's always kind of been a distraction, but he right now is the full blown definition of a distraction. This isn't like something cute of him say. Like you, <laughs> this is so funny. Ever, <sighs> People actually thought they were gonna let him stay on the team and play thirty four games and not practice. I, I know that, that's crazy. Not practice and not play and and not and not play any home games. But think you about can't this. Play in New York or California. Think about this. Keep him. He's going to play 34 games. Kyrie Irving saged an arena. And ever since he saged an arena, he's barely been able to play. It makes you wonder where the bad spirit is. If he exercises his own damn self. Let's talk about smoke and exorcisms, right? Let's switch topics. Let's switch sports altogether. We got about an hour left. If that, let's get into some of these NFL games because 
<sighs> I'm not going to go local yet. The local teams made me sick. The local teams made me sick. All the local teams made me sick. I don't care what the Jets, the Giants, the Heat. I mean, not the Heat. The Dolphins, the the, the Raiders. The, 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 I'm talking about everybody that, that roots for a team in here. The Steelers. I don't think the Steelers even played. They all made me sick. Well, you know what's going on, Miss Hoodie? You know who didn't make me sick? Smoking Joe Burrow. Smoking Joe Burrow is he's out here handing out all the smoke. I Your boy KJ laughed at me. I said they were gonna start seven and two and your boy KJ laughed me out of the building. He did. I said I damn near laughed y'all out the building until I had to take a good look. <laughs> but it was because you know why? He's a Pittsburgh fan. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So what happens when it comes to Cincinnati, he's big bro in them. He's little bro in them, I mean. So he can't see them having that well of a start because he doesn't even think his own team can start that well. Don't talk I mean, about my Ravens. Only five and two, not seven and two, but I want a bit of respect there. I'm, I'm the only dude that anybody knows that said they were going to start seven and two. Bands, almost there. Bands, bands, bands. It has. I'm gonna. Have to, I'm gonna talk about your Ravens a little bit, but just know how much I love the Ravens. I have no reason whatsoever to ever bet against the Ravens in the regular season. I have that much faith in Lamar Jackson. What I didn't know that was Joe Burrow was a walking smoke machine. And he just walks around handing out smoke like a free drug dealer. Like, you you like you remember Mr. Happy in Half Baked? Like how they was handing out free joints with the... With, like, that's Joe Burrow. He's just out here handing out the smoke. He don't care who you are, what you've done. He's rallying his team. You knock him out the game, he's coming back in. I've called him smoking Joe Burrow since he did that shit in college. And this year, he is on his Jim Carrey shit. We're talking mask on. He is smoking. And I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised. I, I didn't fully see... Now, SB, you saw... What made you even see this coming? What made you see any of this coming? The defense looked a lot better than anyone was giving it credit for, and their schedule, to be fair, has been not exactly the strongest. Mm. Mm. I, I, I Actually, I had them 5-1 before the season. I thought they were going to lose to the Ravens yesterday. They beat the brakes off of the Ravens. The Purple Birds! Sorry, sorry, that's an inside joke from somewhere else. <laughs> but they beat the brakes off of the Ravens. They, like, you understand? I could have swore I heard the Ravens tap out saying never more. Like, that's how bad they beat the brakes off of them. <laughs> I'm reporting you. I had them start seven and two. Listen, man. That's what I. That that was some law of the jungle shit. When 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 a Bengal beats a raven, he has that motherfucker saying never more. Like they they ate you. They ate your fast food fast. They ate you for lunch. Like I mean, Jesus, no bones, no nothing. Just they even use teriyaki sauce. Forty-one seventeen. Next two games are Jets and Browns. For the for the for the Bengals. For the Bengals. Yeah, Bengals have Jets next week and the Browns the week after. Oh, that's seven and two is a very real possibility. Oh, that, that's 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 two more dubs. That's two more dubs. Now, see, at least for this part, bands. Uh, I mean, even though they lost to Cincinnati, and granted, and granted, also, 
it's also a division rivalry game where division rivalry is like there's like the wild wild west anything can fucking happen at any given time like what did kg say anything's possible anything's possible and the fact that we talk about cincinnati and baltimore and they have probably some of the not cincinnati and baltimore but that division has some of the biggest and roughest rivalry games like the bloodiest rivalry games that you can never know what the fuck is gonna go on it's not surprising that Cincinnati could come away with a victory. What was surprising was the 41 to 17 victory. And then Smoking Joe Burrow came out and was like, yeah, when we moved that the offensive, like they knew we was gonna well really guys, when we knew we was gonna run the ball and they couldn't stop us and we was able to get a push on that defensive line, he's like, Yeah, that shit felt real good. I'm like, man, y'all better watch out because y'all know that Baltimore make people bleed for real. Like they will bloody you up. The coin flip. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. I'm going to tell you this now. Ray Lewis killed people. No. <laughs> Yo, on the field. <laughs> Only on the field. <laughs> but I am very much now anticipating seeing the rematch. Because we know how... It doesn't matter... Who Baltimore has had for personnel over the last 21 years, right? When did they come to the league? Um, 2000 to 1999? Somewhere around there? 96? 96? Okay. So 25 years. Right? Almost 25 so years. So you might be right 99. 99 uh, uh, okay. So it doesn't matter who they have. They've always had this, this pride about them. And granted, it started with Ray Lewis. He built a culture there, right? And that culture is, is strong now with Baltimore. That comment that was made by Joe Burrow is not going to go by the wayside. That is 100... Uh, 96, okay. That is 100% going to be bulletin board material. And when they play again, that often, if, if, if that defensive line gets bullied, somebody going to get the cuss the fuck out in Baltimore. They're going to have one of those player-only meetings then. <laughs> but... Even with that, I still don't see myself worrying about Baltimore. This is a bad loss. But this isn't 27-3 to loss. Like Kansas City has taken. This isn't a loss that has us wondering, what the fuck is wrong with Kansas City? The AFC is fascinating right now, man. There's, it's so wide open. Can't... Now, I know people are saying that, oh, people are ca- that they're catching up to Kansas City and this other stuff, but t- to me, honestly, it's just that, that high teams of high-flying offenses, I feel like, always have a defense that, that, that can never fully last. But if everybody is looking like Kansas, it's, it's like playing Golden State and everybody looks like Golden State. Let's see. Seasons, let's see. Seasons don't scare me anymore. Now we, now we get to the playoffs. Now we got the play. Now, now we got to get to the playoffs and get a fair. Oh no! With Lamar Jackson, yeah, yeah. It's like having. I, I call Lamar Jackson the new, the new version of Peyton Manning in a sense. In the regular season, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going up against him, and I can damn near guarantee he's gonna get, he's gonna get you into the postseason. Now, once they're there, it's a crapshoot. You expect them to be better? Let's hope they do better. Because I would like to see Lamar Jackson get a ring within the next five years. He's going to have to get a ring soon. Because if you don't get one in the next five years, he, his window may... Because of the style of player that he is, that is. His window may close where he's going to be maximum maximum effectiveness. 
It's not gonna happen if Bollywood Brown is is your number one receiver. Let's just get that. This is let's get that right now. Unless Antonio Brown joins that team to team up with his nephew, uh, cousin Bollywood Brown, there's not gonna be a successful Brown on that team. Bollywood. I think Lamar's the next Mike Vick. Fun to watch. Little success in the playoffs. I think he's gonna. I think. I think he could get a chip only because it's Baltimore, and I, I think that Baltimore, as an organization, can get that shit figured out. Baltimore is one of those prideful, one of those prideful towns that I don't put a lot past when it comes to their, when, when it comes to their football team. But Kansas City, what's happening in Kansas City? Because if Kansas City keeps this up, facts, I call him the best athlete, not quarterback. He's definitely, he's, he's, he's an awesome, he's an awesome athlete, yeah. He, he's, he's definitely an awesome athlete. That's why I feel like if he, if he doesn't do it, if, yeah, if, if he doesn't do it in five years, because see, like Josh Allen, I feel like Josh Allen has the kind of makeup, if he doesn't do it in five years, he still has the style and makeup where he can last in his league for another 10 years and still play and, and get a good run at it and still have... Maximal effectiveness. You you look at him like a Ben Roethlisberger. For Lamar Jackson, like if you can't be dynamic enough to win in five years, your dynastic may not shine high enough. Like you, we could be talking about all these things about him, but the one thing we won't be talking about him is call him as a champ. But even if you're a champ, doesn't mean that you may not have your woes. Kansas City has now fallen to three and four. They've taken every loss they've had has been a bad loss. They've taken head scratcher of bad losses. They lo- but let's not get let's not act like they're losing to bums. I also want to I also want to get them because even while I'm wondering what's going on with them, they're not losing to bums. They're losing they're to this. Bills Bills Chargers Titans Browns exactly. What? Huh? No, they beat the Browns. Wait. Bills, Bills, Bills Titans, Chargers. Yeah, Bills, Titans, Chargers. They lost to the Browns? No, they beat the Browns 47-42. Wait, they lost to the Bills. Oh, Baltimore. That's who beat them. Okay. And Baltimore. There we go. Four good teams. So, they're not losing to bums. They're losing to teams that when this team plays Kansas City... That team is not only a playoff contending team, but they're also measuring themselves against Kansas City because they're they're assuming that they're gonna be playing them later on down the road. So they so they're they're getting up for this game. This is their this is their pre Super Bowl. This is their measuring stick of of their of a game. It's like teams that beat Tampa Bay. Or if any of these teams would have beat Tampa Bay, that's their measuring stick. They're, they're trying to get all the way up to beat this team. Tennessee, we already know how Tennessee has been. Actually, since Tennessee took that bad loss to the Jets, Tennessee has literally been running over everybody. And Kansas City just happened to be one of them. My, my Bills lost to them last week, too. Like I said, like I said they've been since they took that bad loss to the Jets, they've been running over everybody. We got a couple of decent teams in the league. We got Green Bay at six and one. We got the Rams at, at at six and one. We got the Arizona Cardinals, the team that I told everybody to watch out for, seven and ooh. 
They over, they over here doing it to everybody like, I want to have intercourse with you. Ooh, ooh. Intercourse yeah. with you. Relations. Relations. <laughs> Yo, they are giving everybody the business. And speaking of giving the business, let me go ahead and go ahead and drop this for you guys real quick. And we're going to come here and talk about it. We're going to figure out which, who's the best team in the league. But... If, if we have teams in the league giving them the business, then we want to make sure that you guys at home are also giving the business. And how do you give the business? It's real simple. You go ahead and you get yourself a packet of Blue Chew. Do you not know what Blue Chew is by now? I'll go ahead and tell you. Blue Chew happens to be a little blue pill that will give you back your thrill. All you got to do is open up a packet and head straight to the sack. Just a few chews before you do, 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 do. We're talking about like pops from Friday. Bang, 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 bang. Kind of do, 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 do. Listen, this thing, this little thing has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So that's one opportunity that you just can't miss. She's going to love how you come through like a champ when you blue chew in advance. And if you use this week's promo code of RBNH, that's Romeo Bravo November Hotel, you can get your first, yeah, Viagra, basically Viagra, <laughs> it's chewable Viagra, like, like you remember those, 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 chew, those Flintstone chewables that you used to have, but when you used to chew it, you used to, used to picture it going through your body like Papa, and that shit used to have different parts of your body popping all up, but that's what that blue chew would do, it'll go through your body and have different yeah, parts of your body picture. popping all up, you understand? <laughs> So you get you your, have a, have a do, do, the do, do. exactly. You get yourself a, you, so if you use my promo code RBNH, you can get your first order of free on me from my tea to all of you. The only thing that you'll have to do is pay for exactly. Y'all see it in the comments. Only thing that you're gonna have to do is pay for shipping and handling. That's it. Blue chew, just chew it and then do it, and then do it, and then do it. And then do it, and then do it. Basically, you gotta give her that Lionel Richie all night long, all night, yeah, all night, all night long. You understand like that? Give her that all salt night. and pepper. Ah, push it. Get up on. Ah, push it. All of that shit. Blue shoe. Do that shit. So now we so now that, so let's talk about all these teams. We got Green Bay. We have the L.A. Rams. We have the Arizona Cardinals. We even have the the Dallas Cowboys sitting at five and one. And all of these teams had major wins. All of these teams had major wins this this week. The Green the Green Bay Packers they blew out the what the fuck team twenty four to ten. We had the L.A. Rams go ahead and beat Detroit twenty eight to nineteen. As Matthew Stafford will go ahead and have his revenge game as he as he returned to Detroit. And Detroit was trying everything to stop him. And they could do nothing. It didn't matter how many kneecaps they bit, how many ankles they scratched, how many how, how, how many asses they ate. They just came up losing every single time. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they continue to do their thing. They ran over the Chicago Bears. It seemed like they that the Chicago isn't just owned by Aaron Rodgers. They're also owned partially by Tom Brady because he went in there and he waxed that ass. And also, we have my favorite team right now in the NFL. Yes, folks, I know I have my team in the NFL, but I have the favorite team to watch right now in the NFL, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. We're gonna talk about the Jets. We're gonna talk about the Jets in a second. Um, it's not. Is wait. 
Unless you're telling me something new, but Joe Flacco is no longer a Jet unless the New York Jets decided to sign him now because they need some type of veteran leadership in that quarterback room and also because it may be possible their quarterback may be stepping out for injury for a little while. But Yeah, the Eagles traded him to the Jets today. Oh, did that happen today? Well, see, they, they should have been yeah. had him. They should have been had him. There was no reason. The Jets set themselves up for failure. They have... They don't a, know what Mike White starting next week. They have no, they have no veteran leadership, none, not at the head, not in the coaching department for the head coach. They don't have any, like he's a rookie. Their offensive coordinator is a rookie. Their quarterback is a rookie, and they have no veteran quarterbacks in that locker room. They literally set themselves up for failure. This is neo fight on top of neo fight on top of neo fight on top of neo fight. Robert Salala, wait till I get my QB right. They're basically sticking their dick in the belly button, and they thought they had it in. It's absolutely horrendous. We're going to talk about the Jets in a, in, in a minute, right? But who is the, so I want to know, who is the best team in the league right now? Is it the Green Bay Packers, the Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, or the Dallas, or the, or the Dallas Cowboys? Or, wait, I'm sorry, am I forgetting one? I guess I guess the Buffalo uh, Bills. Tampa Bay, Buffalo. How many losses Buffalo got now? Is that one or two for them? We're four and two. I'm I'm disqualifying them. Sorry. <laughs> Only for right now. Only for this week. I'm disqualifying them. I'm not, I'm not putting in any team with two losses right now. And Tampa Bay only has one loss right now, I think, as well. So, we're looking at Green Bay, Rams. Look at the Bills' schedule. This might be the only two losses we have all season. The Bills' schedule is a cakewalk. Well, if they have a cakewalk, then they might as, they, they need to go ahead and, and eat that cake then. Listen, they can't take these the, the kind of losses that they, they just had. They can't beat. They can't lose to teams like Tennessee anymore. And we and we all know how Tennessee is, and we know that their playoff, their team has playoff aspirations, but you can't lose to Tennessee. When you see them again the next time, you better come away with that dub. The next time you see them, maybe in the playoffs. You see how that game ended, though? Refresh my memory. 30 seconds, fourth quarter, Titans up three, fourth and one from the Titans three-yard line. Uh, instead of the field goal, we went for the QB sneak. Yes, yes, the slippage. Yes, he had a little bit of slippage. So that is a loss. I'll take it. Absolutely, we lost that game. But it's not the worst it could loss very you can have. Easily have been a w. Yeah, it's not the worst loss that you can have. But you have to keep pace. Because now you allow Tennessee to, with that with that loss, Tennessee is now Tennessee's basically going to be tied with you. And then, like I said, and then you have these team, then you have all these other teams that are around the league. And you know, it's luckily that, like I said, you like Baltimore just took a bad loss. Um, um, Kansas City, we don't know what the fuck is going on with them. You still have Cincinnati to worry about because they're 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 surprising everybody. So Buffalo can't afford to slip because there are a couple of teams that we, we weren't anticipating being well. And you want to make sure that you stay ahead of all. And Buffalo has, has, when you have champ, they don't have playoff admirations. They have Super Bowl admirations. And that's a difference. Some teams just want to make it to the playoffs. Some teams are trying to make it to the Super Bowl. They're on the Super Bowl road. That's what we talked about before. That I thought that uh, that week one loss against Pittsburgh really brought them back down to earth. It, and, and I, I think they probably listen a little bit too much about the Super Bowl hype, and then they lose week one to the Steelers, and they go, oh, shit, we still got to work for this. Yeah. And hopefully this is another 
gut punch to grab their attention. To make them realize, okay, because it's not they're not bad. And there's when we talk about them, like the we talk about literally margin of errors were feet here, inches, a yard even, right? So there's nothing that they did that isn't easily correctable. But what you want to do is that hopefully next time, now with 17 games, they think he'll break it. Brady is going for Peyton Manning's most touchdowns in the season record. Oh, he should be able to break that. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Is it 54? 50, 50, 54, 56, 55? Wait, didn't that get broken already? Nah, Mahomes came close. I could have swore we have 55. Well, but either or, I know, like, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's on a mission. Tom Brady's on one of those missions where, while he still has time, he is trying to break as many records or, or keep his name up there. He just, but he just threw for his 600th touchdown, and then Mike Evans gave away the ball. And and now they're in a truck, they were trying to negotiate with a fan on what that, uh, let me, you know what, since we're here, let's go ahead and bring up this scenario. So if you guys haven't, I don't know if you guys heard this or or, 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 or caught a whiff with this, but Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown. His 600th touchdown. Milestone. Now, Mike Evans did something that Mike Evans doesn't always do, but he does something every once in a while. He does it every once in a while, and that is giving his touchdown ball to a fan. Didn't really know that that was a 600th ball. So now we have a fan that has... A monumental ball in in, in in NFL history. What would you want from Tom Brady, the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or the NFL in order for them to get that ball off of you? Can I answer first? Because I thought about this. Yeah, go ahead. Because everybody else From is going to end up typing fan, in here. Type in Go ahead and type in your responses, please. I would love to hear it. If I'm a Bucks fan, I'm giving an ultimatum. I want season tickets to the Bucks for life mm-hmm. or one night with Giselle. Oh, damn. You, <laughs> you want somebody's wife? Oh, <laughs> You know what? I'm going to act as Tom Brady here. You can keep that fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't giving you my wife. What the fuck? I got the 500 ball. I got the passing yards record ball. I got the 586 ball. You keep the 600. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I'll throw 700. We we got comments coming in 50. Hold on, let me let me let me, let me get let me get my 50 million dollars. That's a lot of bread. Hey, I wasn't going that high. <laughs> but I see what you guys are saying. Because right now they're trying to negotiate this guy like, hey, you get a you get a ticket, you get a vouch, you get a food voucher. We're gonna give you tickets to a game. Um you, you They gave him a thousand dollars to the Tech Bay Buccaneers gift shop. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a thousand And to sign and to sign football. That's what they gave him. Like I said, that couldn't have I already don't like Tom Brady. That couldn't have been me. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, listen, 50 mil is pretty damn close. Like, how much are you getting paid this year? <laughs> like, like you, hold on. You, you, you guys, you, like, I'm coming for it all. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm trying to get 50 mil out of him, but I want season tickets for life. I definitely want that. Right? Do not get it twisted. I want season tickets for life. 
But I also gonna need at least a cool meal out of you. Or if not, your whole entire year's salary. Uh, how, how about you, how, how about how about one of your sponsors? How about you transfer one of your sponsors to me? <laughs> we can work that out. The T-Sot sponsor, maybe the Motorola sponsor. How about the um the, uh, the your sub your Subway sponsor? Like like I, I I'll take that. I know it's a different team, but I want season tickets to the Bucks for life. And Patrick Mahomes' brother has to never be on social media ever again. Who? Wait, what? Patrick Mahomes' brother. So Patrick Mahomes' brother. Patrick Mahomes has a brother? You haven't seen that dude? No. Is he in a State Farm He's commercials? He's the most annoying human being in the, lo- in the world. <laughs> I am unaware of Patrick Mahomes' brother. I don't I don't even know that he existed. I didn't even know Patrick Mahomes had a brother. That's like that's like talking about Blake that Griffin's dude, brother. Like we like I, I that guess. There's a TikTok where he, he dances on the opposing team's fifty yard line when Patrick was a home has a road game. That's his little TikTok dances on the on center field. Oh, that's annoying. And then last week, last week he danced on the Sean Taylor number uh, thirty-one or twenty-one emblem. Oh, that's disrespectful. He, that's annoying and disrespectful. He was like, "What's this number on the field? I'm gonna do a TikTok dance on it in my company." Everyone hates you already, bro. Have a little bit of self awareness. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. If I see, I hate Tom Brady, so I'm I'm gonna go after it all. Now, if I was a Tom Brady fan, I still want those season tickets and a cool and, and at least a million dollars, bare minimum, bare minimum. Like I'm gonna have to be able to go to these games for life. But also, I'm also gonna I'm also gonna need I'm also gonna need free meals when I when I, when I come to the games. Like I'm gonna need. A free two hundred and fifty dollar voucher every time I come to the games. At least, if you ain't, if you ain't wanted to give me all my drinks and food for free, then I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need like a food voucher. But I'm also gonna need free parking. Like when I get those season tickets, like I need free parking. I need a, I need a food voucher. When I, I need, I need to no longer spend money when I come to this stadium. I want to be in the box with the owner. I can come and go as I please. Go back and forth for my seat. And I need a, I'm I'm gonna have to have a suite to myself because I want to have sex in the suite one time. <laughs> I want to have sex in the suite during the game, <laughs> and I want my and I want the microphone to the PA system in the room with me so they can so the crowd can hear me fucking. <laughs> I want I want Tony Roman I want Tony Roman to tell me what I'm gonna do next. Oh, look at this right here. I think he's, he's, a, I think he's, he's a, about to flip her over. He's about to flip her over, Troy. Oh, he said it was about to be a 12-rounder, but it looked like he's about to bust. <laughs> he, talked to, he talked a big game, Troy. He talked to big. He told her. He told oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look, it looked like he's going deep. He's <laughs> 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 counting down like a, like a kickoff return. Oh, 25, 20, to the 15, to the 10. Oh, he's up to seventy-five and pumps. <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm, I'm, like I'm trying to do something outlandish, but there's no way that you that you're getting that you're getting that ball from me for a thousand dollars and a fucking voucher. Like, I'm sorry, the Hall of Fame is gonna pay me more than that for that ball. The NFL Hall of Fame is gonna come to me and be like, hey. Oh, not Hall of Fame, but you know what I mean. They're Smithsonian, whatever the fuck they have. They're gonna come to me with a better offer than that. What, like, like. I, I'm sorry. 
I'm gonna need a Victoria's Secret model's mouth on my Johnson during the see exactly. <laughs> just these are the fans now. This is this is coming. This is this, this is coming in from the comments. <laughs> I want a double date with Tom Giselle and her best friend. You know what I mean? Like so, like something like we, we gonna have to we gonna have to figure something out. Like I'm go, I'm gonna want to go to like I'm gonna want to go to a couple red carpet events. I I I'm I'm gonna have to, like I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm Oscars. Tony's, Nickelodeon. I'm going. I want to go to all the red carpet events. I would like the BT Awards. Like I want to go. To, I want to go to the. Like I want. I want free tickets to the to the to the to the adult to the, to the to the adult video um award show. I want it all. The AVAs. Yes, I'm trying to go to the AVAs. Like, <laughs> like if there's a red carpet do you, event. Do you think, do you think I, Tom Brady has an end to get you tickets to the BT Awards? Well, I'll probably just have to just get famous and then use my own clout. <laughs> he, he, he might have to go AB. Like, I, AB uh, the like, but he, but he, he, he could be, get better. Get me on the VH1 awards, the CMT awards. Like, I'm going to them all. If there's a red carpet event, I, he, I, I need to have tickets to it. Actually. I used to have tickets to every event. Like when Jay Z has a concert, I want to go to Rock the Bell shit. Not like, ayo, somebody. <laughs> hey, I, I just saw that they're having a reunion tour for the Beatles in New England. I need to fly me out there today. <laughs> like, like, I, I'm like, you want that ball from? Especially if I hate Tom. If I hate the player, like I hate Tom Brady. Like I'm coming the most. I'm coming up the most unreasonable request that. It's gonna have to hurt him a little bit to 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 want to get that ball back, or you can buy it back from bats from Football Hall of Fame. I'll give it to them before I give it to you. Like I'll I'll make, I'll make you watch that shit in a glass case in, in a room that you can never touch it. Then rather they'd rather have you have it in your in your own house. I like like sorry I hate Tom Brady. I'm being I'm being super petty with this shit. <laughs> but but that but that's how we feel about Tom Brady here. Like, like you guys know how that is. If you if you catch that ball from Mike Evans in the end zone, and you catch that six hundred touchdown ball, right? If you're in the front row. Do, do, they say possession is nine tenths of a lot. Do you have to make a football move to prove you have possession? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> listen, you're gonna have to do something. But listen, once you got that ball, like I'm, I'm not giving it up. Like I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on, and, and what, what? I like, I like the kids from NYU said. Yo, you know Trey Young is still good. He still ain't good at me. He's smoking on that Boston pack tonight. You're right. Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. Wait, that's not the one. Fuck Trey Young. I don't know if you guys have seen Double this. fucking overtime. What the fuck, baby? New York is fucking back. Knicks are here, baby. The Knicks are fucking here, baby. Fresh out the garden, baby. We're taking it all the way. We had De Blasio. We had Cuomo. It was rough shit. But we have the Knicks. Time New York. Knicks run New York City. Bing bong. Coming to us, so KD. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks. Let's go, Knicks. Let's go, Knicks. Let's go, Knicks. Let's go, Knicks. Real talk. I'm from New York. And you know what? Tom Brady's a fucking bitch. Yeah. That's all what I was looking for. Bread at Tom Brady. I need some bread, nigga. He owes me. But Boston. Exactly. Yo, you know Trey Young was still good. He still ain't good at that. He's smoking on that Boston pack tonight. You're out. Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. What was that, SB? So was that Buster Rhymes? No, that wasn't Buster Rhymes. That was not Buster Rhymes. But oh my God, that is my favorite video. 
from the New York Knicks' first victory. They went to the NYU. They they, they went to NYU, and they started uh, interviewing random crowds and random students. And this and that's how those students responded. And in that response, they responded exactly how I would treat Tom Brady. Yo, fuck Tom Brady. Yo, you got to come off that paper, B. That's it. Real simple. So now we talk about some of the good teams in the league. Right? We got Green how Bay. You guys don't, how come you guys don't worship Eli Manning as much as I think you should? Well, I'm a Jets fan. Giants fan do. Yeah. Giants fans do. Do they? There's, there's no wrong that Eli Manning ever did. He's also fantastic on that Monday Night Football stream with his brother. Oh, awesome. oh my God. That's one right now. It's Monday night. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't think it is. They're not back to... Oh, they are back no, they are back today. They are back today because they're supposed to have um, Drew Brees with them as well this week and somebody else. Have you watched any of that shit? I watched I watched a little bit of it. I haven't watched it all because I'm, I'm usually potting. So I've, so I've watched some I've watched some of it. I haven't caught it all. But no, that shit's hilarious though. They, they are funny. Like they're they, very entertaining. Yeah, they def they definitely are. They're more entertaining than the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Houston Texans <laughs> or the Detroit Lions or the New York Jets or the Miami Dolphins. What do all of these teams have? These teams either have one or no wins. Actually, there's only one no win team, and that ironically is actually the team that is infamous for never having wins. The D. Detroit Lions. So who is really the worst team? In the, Dan Campbell. Who's the I worst like team Dan in the Campbell. league? Is it the Jags, the Rock, the, the the Texans, the Lions, the Jets, or the Dolphins? It's it's the <laughs> Lions or the Jags. It's but <sighs> let's see. I think I I, I may have to agree because I because I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguar no I don't know it has to be Houston or De, or Detroit because I feel like Jacksonville could beat Houston and Detroit but they may not be able to beat the Jets in Miami but I still feel like they can I feel like the Jets can beat the Jaguars and Miami but and the, and Detroit and Houston I don't think Houston could beat any of them I don't think Detroit could beat anybody Houston beat Jacksonville this is that maybe like, that was Houston once. 10-10 Seahawks versus Saint fourth quarter. Whew. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. Can I tell you when I made this pick? I made this pick to, for Seattle to win, and I completely forgot that Russell, last name Wilson, was not in this game. That we have Pompano's favorite son, and, and Pompano's like 15 minutes. Gino. And can I tell you guys? I live less than 15 minutes away from Pompano. <laughs> like where he went to school in his stomping ground of area that 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 takes up for him as if he was Tom Brady himself. Yeah, I'm a stone's throw away from that neighborhood, from that town, from that city, from that area. Yeah, the Detroit team is bad, and I've never not like. Isn't it so crazy? Because one week he's crying for his team. The next week, Dan Campbell, he's calling out his head, his head, his 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 quarterback. But I don't know if everybody saw this. Even when he called out his quarterback, it looked like it hurt him. It's like it was the last. It was like it was the last thing that he really wanted to do. But he was like, "I gotta do something. Fuck it." 
My quarterback got to play better. He got to give. He got to give us more. Like tear with the shades on. That's my quarterback. Yo, <laughs> that's still one of my favorite shit. Now, because of how bad Miami has been, right? They are back again in trade rumors talk to try to possibly pick up Deshaun Watson. But they're not the only ones. I know we've heard that there may be that there's possible other suitors, but we don't really get a lot of the names for the other suitors, right? But now we're talking about the Carolina Panthers and the Miami Dolphins are both trying to get Deshaun Watson. Carolina, I'm gonna tell you this. I kinda likes you. Okay? So I'm gonna warn you. You don't want to pick up Deshaun Watson. It's going. It, you're not gonna have him when you think that you need him. Now to Miami Dolphins, give up everything for him. Four number ones. Their current quarterback Tua got a tongue twister. Give up Devontae Parker. Listen, give up the whole house. I you give up the old lady and the shoe. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if you are the Miami Dolphins, he is worth you giving up the farm. If you're the Carolina Panthers, don't do it. It's a setup. Don't you dare waste your money on that shit. I'll give you Ricky Williams. I'll give you Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? You give the you give them the you what do you give them the Big Dipper? Is that, is that who it is down here? The Big Dipper? They have a guy down here named the Big Dipper. Damn it, I'm I'm down here. I don't even know who the fuck they be talking about. You know I'm not talking about. He has a whole bunch of fourteen season. He has he has a whole bunch of restaurants down here. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. We'll give you the. We'll, we'll, we'll even give you an actual dolphin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you flipper. We'll give you exactly. We'll give you flipper for your backyard. Like we we like. You <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Right, but I don't I'll want. Give you flipper, I'll give you flipper two electric boogaloo. Yeah, Miami's quarterback right now is Tua got a tongue twister, and I guess I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mention this briefly here, and I'm gonna end the podcast with this. All right, let, get that camera back on me. I don't know what's going on here. I was watching that Miami Dolphins and Atlanta Falcons game, and if you guys know me, these are two teams I don't like at all. I don't have any rooted interest in any one of them. My Jets were getting shellacked. The, the Knicks were up later. They, they hadn't taken their L yet. But I'm watching this Atlanta game. And the only good thing that came out of this was the fact that every single time the Dolphins scored, there was two for one shot to the bar that I was at. So can I tell you how great it was that I was able to get... I was able to get all of the shots that I got, and the Dolphins still took an L. <laughs> <laughs> and what made it even better, Dolphins fans were upset, and they were and they had given up all hope at the ones at the bar. They had given up all hope. They're like, man, we can't come back. They're like, I was like, whoa, Dolphin fans, calm down. This is the Atlanta Hawks. They have blown lead PTSD. Every time they get a lead, they, they they start crumbling. Like, you can come back. You still have this. And I got all of their hopes built back up. And then the Dolphins look <laughs> like... <laughs> and then the Dolphins made it actually look like they were going to do something. And then when they finally... Who's going to bring us back? Yo, I laughed so 
hard. And then you know what? what and then you know what made it even better? As I'm laughing and they lost, the Philly game started. And this bar was also handing out two for one shots every time Philadelphia Eagles scored. And they came out and scored an early touchdown. So I got another shot for the way out. <laughs> <laughs> That was the only good thing about those games yesterday. I went to sleep so drunk. <laughs> you understand? I woke up this morning. I had to go to work at 3.45 this morning. I was like, I'm, I, I'm still feeling this alcohol. I am still feeling every... Like, is it, like I was like, yo, is it is it hot at 3 o'clock in the morning or is it just me? Like, shit, I am burning up. Like, <laughs> I had two attack of a hungover. Oh, man. So yeah, I, I definitely did have a hangover. I, I I definitely did, but it was but but it was well worth it. It was well worth. It. I think I was, I went to bed as soon as the Knicks lost. I was in bed at like nine thirty. I didn't see nothing of that last of that game last night. Not one pass. Not one drill. Also, guys, this basketball season, I am really I am really the person that I'll watch a basketball game before I watch a football game. Like I you understand? Like I would rather watch right now. Who's who's playing in basketball? I don't got the list in front of me. I could have swore Portland was playing. But I'd rather watch a Portland game than watch the Seattle game. But I'm going to have to switch over to the Seattle game. I ain't going front. I'm going to have to catch the end of the Seattle game. It's about that time for me at least to go peek in and see what happens. To see if Geno Smith can go ahead and pull some Geno magic and fumble the ball in a very untimely manner again. That's been the Mighty Sports Podcast. SB, Bands, The Goods, The Bads, Angel, uh, 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 Miss, Miss, Miss Hoodie, all of yous, everybody that popped in, Bobby, Mark, my co-host, Paper Bag, Pat, you know, Patriot, Hiam, 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 all of that, y'all, appreciate you all popping into the podcast. Don't forget to like, com- like, share, and follow the Mighty Sports Podcast everywhere that you can, that you can find us at. We need to get these numbers up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Alright, B, we're out of here. You guys have a good night. It's officially 11 o'clock. Go ahead and get your squeak em, squeak em, squeak em, squeak, squeak em, squeak, 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 squeak em, squeak, squeak, squeak em, squeak, 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 squeak em, squeak, squeak em, squeak, squeak, squeak em, squeak on. Somebody played my outro so I could stop rambling about squeak em, squeak em, squeak. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Pod B Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gap. I can't use it as a cover. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New. Improved my T podcaster. Potted down now. Oh shit, my munchkins in soccer. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Oh shit. Casino got a Time for me to give my niece some. Don't want to go far. Hawker, you advice. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports. <laughs>